Beautiful people, it is a meathead edition of a Feel Good Friday on this August 26th, 2022. This show shall begin right now. Football! It is happening in full force. Last night there was two preseason games, one on NFL Network, one on Prime. It was our first time getting to experience the Prime experience for NFL football. It'll be the home of Thursday Night Football, I believe, for the next like 11 years or something. Yep. <laughs> we saw Kirk. Herbstreet make his debut as a full-time NFL guy last night alongside Al Michaels. The entire presentation from Amazon was on full display. All the graphics, all the pre-show, the Mm halftime show. In the game itself, what did we learn? Well, not much. I mean, to be honest, we didn't really learn that much, except for the fact that Trey Lance probably going to take a little bit. Mm -hmm. Offense line didn't seem to be great. Trey Lance was missing some throws. Seems like there were some reads that were missed, and everybody wanted to bury Trey Lance last night and say, hey, maybe they stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. Maybe it's a nut. The internet was loud oh. last night. Maybe Jimmy G has another year of teaching and tutoring huh. uh, uh, Trey Lance and helping him learn another year because this guy's not played a lot of football. No. And with you look at how he looked last night, you would say, man, this guy stinks. But George Kittle came onto this show and said, hey, it might take a little bit. Like the first oh. couple of weeks might be a little rocky, might be a little bit rough, but we'll inevitably get there. They're banking on it. I think there's some uh, technique stuff that I've heard every single quarterback that has ever talked about throwing a football kind of goes against in the way Trey Lance throws. Great athlete. Let's assume he'll be able to figure it out. That's what I'm doing. I'm assuming that Trey Lance will be able to figure it out. I don't know if all the San Francisco 49ers fans believe that at this point. I think he will. I think Shanahan will put him in the right positions. And whenever everybody's playing full speed, it's a much different game than preseason football. So let's not overreact. Speaking of, are the Texans a team? They They might be. Dougie Mills is slinging the pill, dude. Dog. And last night I was watching a game, as we all were, listening to Kirk and Al do their thing. By the way, no, uh, oh, you gotta stop saying that. No real, gotta stop. <laughs> gotta Didn't stop even notice I'm yeah. so yeah. sick of hearing me say it, but no real, like, professional yeah. Yeah. just ho-hum. Yep. Not another NFL game. Yep. Mm-hmm. The reaction about Al Michaels was it going to be weird to hear Al Michaels on Thursday as opposed to Sundays because Sunday's normally biggest game of the year of the yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Thursdays have notoriously not been mm-hmm. that at all right. because Thursdays are the only game on the schedule that can't be flexed because it has the entire scheduling conflict mm-hmm. for teams to be on Thursday with the weekend afterwards and everything and everybody having to have one. So the Thursday lineup in past has not been great. Their first game though is a fucking Bang. great oh, yeah. one. Uh-huh. Chiefs, Chargers, Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is the first Thursday Great. night football game one week after the Thursday night kickoff, which will be on NBC, which Mike Tirico and Collinsworth will be calling. I think it was just a get, like Alan Kirk are going to be good. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That, that's just what everybody needs no to doubt. know. We never had a doubt. Kaylee Hartung, I never knew who she was before. No. She'll probably settle into her role as well in a good fashion. I think that on-camera stuff, I think they did good. There will be no big complaints. The pre-show halftime show, they're going to have to continue to work through that whole thing, <laughs> doing their thing. Looked exactly the same as everything else. It just... You know, I think Amazon probably thinking massive success mm-hmm. last night. Got to show up on the air pre-show. Got a game on the mm-hmm. air. There's a couple glitches with some cameras and some reruns and some Mikes. replays. Microphones on, off, things like that. Natural stuff that's mm-hmm. going to take place. This is preseason for everybody. But I think Amazon's pretty pumped about how it went last night. Nobody buried everything. Nobody went over the top uh, how awesome it was. Just kind of slid under the radar that a game was happening. I think they were happy about that. Big story, Dougie Mills can fucking play. Toxic table. At Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. What were you going to say there, pal? Yeah, I just think like if you look at Thursday night's 
moving forward, especially with the schedule they have to like Thursday night is is almost going to feel like Sunday night, you know, as opposed to like in years past where it's like the the teams kind the games always kind of stunk and it was just if something crazy happened, that's what we'd be talking about. But it does and like. You know, I don't think any of us were blown away by it last night, but it also wasn't like, oh, oh wow, this is this terrible. Is terrible. Yeah, like, none of it, which it, is all they were looking for. It, huh? Exactly. And I think as we get down the line and we get some of these like marquee matchups on Thursday nights, it's like the there a primetime game isn't gonna feel like a shit show. Like yes. it's, it's just gonna be like it's it's reliable, it's gonna be entertaining, and I, it's something that I don't think we're gonna have to worry about at all. I think the games are gonna be better on Thursday night football because um Roger Goodell knows how deep Bezos' bank account is. Yeah, bingo. Hey, if we give them, and not that Amazon hasn't been in business with the NFL, they have been for like four or five years now at this mm-hmm. point. This has been a walk before you, or crawl before you walk right. and then run is now having a game every single week there, and I think they're going to try to get more yeah. later in the season as well as they come up. So that relationship and partnership has been growing, but anytime a, a new network gets a string of games, they're going to give them good games because they would like them their first impression to be, oh, doing business with the NFL is awesome. If it was just a bunch of trash games, there's a chance that Amazon could be a little bit like, hey, we're paying a lot of money this is our first experience so who knows what the future looks like those saturday games are going to be up mm-hmm. sunday games mm-hmm. are going to be up apple's going to be trying to get involved they got a blueprint now i guess with amazon doing it i wish they would have shook some things up though maybe you know like yeah you changes. literally just you yeah but if you shake something up and it sucks all anybody's talking about today is oh amazon thinks they're reinventing yeah. the coverage of football uh-huh. right but it is a new platform new era new digital age that they are kind of trailblazing for everybody else to follow behind them wish they would took some shots you know maybe even talk to them a couple times about you should take some shots yeah. maybe yes. try to change some things up that was not the mindset i do not believe from the very beginning i think they executed exactly how they wanted to and they should be pumped up about it as should kirk and al great chemistry yeah, yeah. oh yeah they were awesome. There was a 28-3 game was mentioned. And Kirk Herbstreit said to Al, did you call that game? And Al said, no. And Kirk, without missing a beat, said, well, we all watched. And whenever we saw both, it was like, oh, the chemistry mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Al Michaels has never had a problem with chemistry with right. anybody or Herbstreit having a problem with chemistry with anybody. But you're always wondering if they're going to talk over each other and not get along. Seems like they're right on mm-hmm. the fucking same page. And Kirk, we've been asking him to come to the men's league for a long time. Yeah, long years. Time. I've been publicly campaigning for Kirk to come to the men's league. He only played in college. He did not play in the NFL. Kirk does not think that his resume warrants any respect in the NFL. It feels like that's what he always said. He's like, how is anybody going to take me serious in the NFL? I know nothing about it. Like I'm a, It's like, you don't, you don't watch it? Or do you watch it, Kirk? He's like, of course I watch it. I'm a fan. It's all ex- guys that I know for college going in there. Yeah. I'm like, Kirk, everybody in the NFL watches college game day on Saturday. Everybody, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody knows who the fuck Kirk Herbstreet is. And you are incredible at what you do. Mm-hmm. Why don't you showcase that? And come to the men's league. Please. That's right. Why don't you come to varsity, pal? Why mm-hmm. don't you do that? And he's like, ah, you know, I don't want to. He, I feel like he thought he would be disrespectful almost mm-hmm. if he was to do that because he wasn't an NFL guy. Hey, Herbie, everybody's fucking pumped here in the NFL mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Let's go and have a hell of a season. Why not be the best fucking team out there? I'm sure that's what you guys are thinking. You should go get that. You can go get that. And we're thankful you motherfuckers are in the NFL together. And what's nice is, like, last night they were great. And they're only going to get better. They're only going to get more comfortable. Imagine like week thirteen, week like week fourteen, they get a little looser. You know, Al Al starts. I love when Al Al opens up, and I'm sure him and Kirk are going to do that together. It's going to be great. 
I agree. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I thought to you were really going to go far there. I started <laughs> taking drinks of water. <laughs> yeah. I know. I thought about it, and then you, know, you even saw me drinking the water. And we're like, yeah, I'm stopping. Yeah, it's my be honest. Yeah. To be honest, I'm stopping my sentence right now. <laughs> to be honest, when I talk, I didn't. I just I, lo- I look in that direction. And I see nothing. Oh, okay. So it's just Blocking kind of a out. thought. Yeah. There is no numerous times where I think you guys think I'm making eye contact with you, and Zito's probably in my ear, and I'm thinking about yep. something else, and then I snap back to it. I'm like, how long have I been staring at this guy? <laughs> yeah. Let me go. Ahead. It's a game you got to play this uh-huh. way. Yeah. How was the brain check this morning? Pretty good. Did we show them what just happened here, you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's good. Well, what is that? What does that mean? Still TBD? Why is he doing that? Doing what? He doesn't remember the thing. That's the issue. Yeah. Oh, it was geez. just this morning. No, 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 no. You miss your appointment? Just, just some blood taking and stuff like that. Uh, test down line. From your brain? Brain bleed? That's not how blood work works. I do believe town is right in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally it just goes right here. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, if they were able to just go in there That'd and grab be sweet. that, like a terrible. Mega. What are you talking about? That would be the <laughs> most terrible thing of all time. Did you talk to them about what it could be? Did they say like... Any one of a hundred different things. Did you do any tests with them? Did they do any... Not like, yet. Oh, they they got to reach, reach back out to me. All right. Hey, we're pulling for Good you. Good luck, Tony. Tony. Go again. So when I'm saying that to you, that's my brain saying it to you, by the way. Your brain. Yeah, right? brain to brain. Because your brain is kind of taking everything in. Basically telepathic. Yeah, so I, my brain is wishing your brain good luck, you, brain. but it's using my Thank mouth you. Yeah, right. Do pretty such. cool. It is pretty cool. It's that like when a brain, cool. when somebody studies a brain. Yeah, like anatomy. That's a brain. Studying a brain. A brain. How often does that happen? I mean, oh, think about often. the word, you know, a brain named the brain. Hmm? Tool. Yeah, you're right. So the brain would have had to like the name. Exactly. Yeah, because the brain is literally what came up with the name of his fucking self. Yeah. The only thing in the history. Well, the bitch don't know everything. shit about Pangea. Boom. Brain yeah. got a poop. Where's he at, little dicky? I don't know. Probably yeah, showing, yeah, his probably butt showing his butt hanging out somewhere. somewhere. I tried to Filming. support him. I tried my best. I just couldn't take it. All right, enough of this dude's fucking asshole mm-hmm. sitting on my television. I had. A, I can't do it. You have a terrible ass, too, dude. Like, what are we even... <laughs> it's still a good show. They got, they got some moments. When? get past it. When? Season one? When? Yeah, season one, season two also. There's the best moments. There were moments. certainly some very... Properly placed jokes in there, but sure. I couldn't get past all the cheeks. No, nah, I mean you have yeah. to love seeing fifteen to sixteen minutes of butt cheeks per episode. You know, and they're only twenty-two minute episodes, so it's. <laughs> hey, little Dicky gets on the court though. He's a fucking dog. Yeah, he's a baller, absolute baller. Mm-hmm. Or if he is just flowing on a mic, on a maybe track. we just yeah do that. Well, the yeah, second season. He's creative. He's an artist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what they did in the second season. Instead of the every episode, you know, butt cheeks, him and Benny Blanco just spent a day together, butt naked together. And that was kind of the one episode during See, the second a, season. So he didn't want, I wasn't the demo. He, he no. knew, I'm not the demo. He said, listen, people that just don't like seeing me nude all the time yeah. aren't going to like this show. He was talking directly to me. It's a good thing we have music to rely on. We still got a little Dickie's music we can listen to. That's very nice. So that's why he has a diverse portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Because he knows that some things aren't going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, and if he releases the music, from the episodes then I think he'd get a lot more eyes because there are some bangers he puts in there that aren't his actual music oh it's like Flight of the Concords they got a song every sure. single oh. mm-hmm. yeah what a show what a show I love their honesty too and their candid- yeah we just ran out of ideas we couldn't make yeah. any more shows. sorry they wanted to pay us for another season we honestly just <laughs> yeah. we actually uh, we unloaded all of our ideas in season one yeah, and well, then they gave us a massive amount of money for season two <laughs> and we tried our best and then season three they said you want to run it back and we said we can't play. <laughs> we ain't got it. And you know, most people do a money ba- uh, yes. grab right oh, there, yeah. put some shit out, mm-hmm. like Game of Thrones did that whoa. last season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that last whoa. season. That last season when there were Starbucks cups stealing the show every yeah, fucking week. They fair. mailed it in. They took the check. Everybody hated the author. Now you guys are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it turns out the author wanted to do more. HBO wanted to do more. 
It was those writers, Benny Off and Weiss. They said, nah, we're just doing this season. That's it. And they were the ones, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about then. Yep. Those writers just did a money grab. They fucking sucked. For sure. Thank God House of the Dragon came back. Thank yeah. you, House of the Dragon. Right. And mm-hmm. season two is They're coming. running that during football season on Sunday nights? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What's their problem? I know people will watch on you know Tuesdays or Wednesdays mm-hmm. when there's nothing else on. Yeah, but why would you do that? Fucking load up the terrible times. Wait, wait. For some yeah. reason, these network uh, shows and all these shows, they do not like doing uh, summer. They don't do summer at all. Well, I know. It's what it feels People like. are outside doing stuff. Correct. Are they? Yeah, no, I know it's why. It's COVID yeah. life. I don't think well, so. Well, I guess not anymore, but that was always the, you know, hey, people got shit to do in the summer. They don't need to Somebody do needs something. Yeah, people don't work anymore. They don't do anything, actually. Yeah? They yeah. need shit all year round. And us, you know, 49, 50 million Americans that watch the NFL season, like off season, you come, you bring sure. House of the Dragon in the off season. That would have been oh, great. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, I was almost going to get into that with the uh, new Targaryens. Yeah. yeah, they know they're going to mm-hmm. watch either way. What's her name? Ray Nera. Sure. Yeah, she's what's that, Foxy? What did Connor just call them? What'd you say? I just said, uh, you know, HBO and these networks know that the fat marks are going to watch <laughs> when they want to watch. It doesn't matter what time they air. Aren't you a mark? Yeah, I'm a fat mark too. I'm not. <laughs> Ty, Ty's not. I'm a mark. Yeah, we're not fat, Mark. No, no, no. So, what are you talking about? Why you? Why you? Why you? Know, you we'll, said tubs yesterday, didn't you? Well, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. What's your deal? Also, that was valid. Big Ben fat the other day too. So. That's not true. Yeah, what's going on in this office? Everybody's just getting a meatball a, to a meatball. Seems to be a culture. So. so everybody just got rid of their mirrors in this building. That's no. not what I was. That's <laughs> what, I what said. happened. I would. I would have said us, but I think you would give more context to say fat Mark instead of us. Let's move on. To your point, though, the Lord of the Rings show is coming out, too, and it's like the most expensive Rings show Rings of ever. power! They spent $500 million bucks or something on yeah. that? Yeah, on one season. It's gonna the be Fatsos good. are going to love that. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, the fat marks are chomping at the pit. What is Lord of the Rings? That's just like Harry Potter? Oh, uh, no, it's uh, like Middle Ages. You it's know, more like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Orcs. Really? Goblins. Not as, men, uh, not elves. as X-rated as the thrones though right they no. got dra- yeah i noticed there was a little bit of an orgy scene yeah no bang houses mm-hmm. well because thrones tells it how it is and uh rings does uh you know panders to the fucking public <laughs> oh it's a little soft you're yeah. saying a little woke a little yeah little they want to fucking they want soft they want like a disney park ride someday thrones it's on, is like it's on amazon TV, MMA, sure. lord of the rings like pg-13 and then harry potter's like g whoa 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 hey that shirt's sweet come on See shirt next to Yins are three sixty. No, I think you found it in a box that showed up at the office. That thing's That's awesome. Shirt. It looks cool. Hell yellow. Yeah. I would never wear a yellow shirt, but why? It's like the sun. They are tough. Yeah, with the with my breed of Caucasian with yellow, just mm. might as well say, "Hey, Pat, why are you wearing ketchup and mustard outside every day?" Sure, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I look yeah. like Carson Wentz rolling into that fucking yeah. press conference. Yeah. No one has yeah. ever looked as bad Carson as Carson Wentz in an outfit. Hey, why do you always wear a black tank top? Well. Really, black's the only color that I can wear. Mm-hmm. These tank tops are incredibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is just a little bit of arms. I can get fat in the gut. Nobody notices. Boom. Speaking of fat in the gut, nobody notices. It's not fat these offensive linemen have. No. No. no they are not. shredded and yoked. Yes. Yeah. Density. It's a skill position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that. You know that. This morning on, or yesterday on Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports, 
Perloff, former McLovin of the Dan Patrick Show, left the Dan Patrick Show to start Maggie and Perloff mm -hmm. on CBS Sports Network. Maggie, formerly of The Fan in New York. Yeah, right. Maggie and the Moose. Maggie and the Moose. They come together for a daily show. Maggie had a take on offensive linemen that went as such. One good thing about offensive linemen, this is regarding Tyron Smith, left tackle, who had his hamstring get ripped off the bone, uh, and he'll be out until at least December or something like that. She said, one good thing about offensive linemen when replacing them, it doesn't take you a long time to get acclimated You're pushing guys around. Okay. I really think an O-lineman doesn't need a month to get acclimated to a new team. I think they only need a week or two. And I listened to the entire mm – -hmm. it, was, it was wild what was being said. Sure. But I appreciated the fact that she was saying it because it gives us an opportunity to talk to this man. Friend of the show, we are massive fans of the founder of Man 101, mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion, stallion of a man, ladies and gentlemen. Stink, Mark Schleck. Yes, <laughs> Always good to be on. I've missed you, man. It's good to see you. Stink, we've, I've watched you on the internet. Hell Everything yeah. you've done, I've been watching. Um, uh -huh. It is great to see you as well. You look better than ever right now, Stink. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but I went uh, vegan about uh, 28 oh, days ago, no. completely vegan, trying to be raw vegan. And, really? you know, going from a guy that was a meat gin. Like, I, I, all I did was eat meat. And so I went from meat gin to vegan. And I used to hate vegan people because I was like, you know how you know you're vegan? Just like this interview. Give me 20 <laughs> seconds. Let me tell you about the vegan that I've gone through, right? Yep. So, um, you know, and the thing I, I, the thing I always thought about, the people like me that just ate meat, is like I'm never trying to make a piece of broccoli out of a piece of steak. Like, you people are frauds, right? You're trying to make broccoli taste like steak. You're frauds. Cauliflower. Yeah, but I've done it. And I'm telling you what, uh, this is no lie. I feel freaking great after having heart surgery this off season in April. Um, I feel really good. So, and I, I instantly, like in six days, I dropped 15 pounds. I feel great. Let's go, wow. Let's go Steve. Yeah. Hey, doctor told you you had to do something with your diet or lifestyle or no? Yeah, the doctor, I went and saw a doctor through my friend, Daryl Green, uh, NFL's fastest man. And uh, he said, hey, come out to Houston, see this doctor. I want you to, you know, to do some of this stuff. So anyhow, I, I ended up doing it, and I've been doing it, like I said, for 28 days now. Um, feel great and, and doing really well, man. I'm, I'm really excited about kind of where my health is right now, so it's all good. I can come body you right now, though. I can fucking toss your ass around if I wanted to right now. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm still strong as the day is long. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, no there's no chance of that happening. Uh, AQ Shipley, obviously former center in the NFL coach, he had something happen with his neck where – the thing around his spine pinched or something, and it came out. Right. He was not expecting to have to be – like, they forced him into retirement. Like, he went into a meeting. He was in a game. Next day, he goes to a doctor. He's just trying to hear what it is, what's the thing, and they're like, you can never play another snap. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, right. de like I think they call I think it's spinal stenosis is, is usually what the, where, that, where the, the shrinking of the uh, area where your nerve comes out. So it it's almost gets compacted. Your nerve ends up getting hit, and – it becomes very, you know, it becomes a very dangerous situation. Yeah, just out of nowhere, though. He had just played a great game, gun out, that he goes back in, and then the next day, this guy who his entire life has been football, like right. his entire life has yeah. been football, he thought maybe like a week or two he'll be back. Like, hey, you can't play football ever again. So it was obviously very emotional in that moment. He calls me, you know, we're tight. We start chatting about it, and, you know, I'm trying to be as positive as possible, and it, the conversation's going a bit negative, you know. It's going a bit negative. He uh -huh. can't find it. Uh -huh. I said, well, the good news is, like, for the rest of your life, anytime we're doing anything, like,
you have to know now I can fuck you up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, because it was never, it was never like that, right? Like, AQ is this big round mound of a man, uses incredible yeah. leverage. He's a tough guy from Pittsburgh. Now, for the rest of our lives together, you just got to know that I win. Like, that is, oh, yeah. that is a whole new right. world. So I thought maybe I had that on you too. That is not the case. Yeah, no, no. no okay. That's not going to happen. Uh, although, like, <laughs> If you if you grab my fingers or you bend my knee, I mean you're a big WWE guy, right? Yeah, so you, you just grab my fingers or you bend my left knee because it doesn't my knee doesn't bend past about eighty degrees, eighty five degrees, and that that really hurts. So if you just bend that knee, I will uh, instantly tap out, like okay. instant tap. Or my fingers, you grab my fingers, I'm gonna tap. By the way, AQ is built like a keg with little tiny arms and legs. Yeah, right? he's got little like Tyrannosaurus <laughs> arms, Tyrannosaurus legs. And just this big giant cake body. Yeah, and this is how yeah. he is. And if you get in there, yeah, there it is. Boom. Yeah, there he is. If, there you, he is. if you get in too close, and those things get on you, you're fucked. Yeah, you're dead. You're, you're fu- done. Guys, he can you're roll done. those. Hi- those hips weren't too far from his neck. I mean, that's real <laughs> close. So he was one strong unit. You know, attractive yeah. guy for how he's built yeah. Yeah. and athletic. Good golfer. Great. But forever, Basketball. I mean, I'm single legging him. Got his ass. And the potential. Wheelchair. Sorry about it. If he, you know what I mean? Fuck around and find out, AQ. Uh, yeah. Anyways, happy you're healthy. Happy you're okay. Uh, Meatgen, hilarious. And uh, keep it going with the vegan stuff, man. We yeah, need man, you around you. I forever. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Let's start talking now about what had happened and why we love what happened with Maggie and Perloff. We watch that show on one of the TVs out here every single day. Yep. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very consistent show. I feel like it's on all the time. I'm not from New York, so I did not know who you know the sports pope was for a long time. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who Chris Mad Dog Russo was. I did not know who Maggie was. But when I heard McLovin had left Dan Patrick to go do this show, I'm like, God damn, okay, this got to be a show. So now we are hearing about it for the first time. A lot of people are because of the comment that was made by Maggie, who's been talking sports for a long time at a high level, and people need to remember that. There's a lot of meatheads and stooges out there that's their immediate reaction upon hearing the name Maggie and then a sports take. Hey, hey, shut up, Maggie. Like, that is just something that says she is great at a lot of things. Her offensive line take, though, couldn't have been more wrong. Stink. Why is this the case you think that people actually have this genuine thought about offensive linemen? Why do you think it isn't considered to be a sophisticated position like everywhere else? And why have we gotten to this point, you think, Stink? Yeah. Well, I think, I think number one, even coaches in the National Football League, like we always used to refer to ourselves as like this secret mushroom society. Like the, the, the head coach doesn't even know what we do. We just know. We're the only ones that know what we actually do. And it's kind of a secret, and so we always are at, and you know how this was when you were at practice, the old linemen are down in one area of the field, away from everybody else, like completely compartmentalized, like like cows grazing over there, right? And nobody really knows what we do, and nobody really understands the skill that is involved in doing what we do. And so even when Nathaniel Hackett, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, on, on like on his press or in his press conference referred to his skill position players man i called them up and said hey bullshit like the most skilled position in football is the offensive line and and here's what you have to understand all five guys if you want to be good you can't be good individually unless all five of us are good together unless we're all working in unison five becoming one and that's the beauty of it like i've always loved this about offensive line play is that all five guys have to be working in unison. And I always say, hey, all five of us can be doing the wrong thing. And if we're doing the wrong thing together, it's going to work out. 
we're going to be okay. But we have to be tied together. We have to work together. And it's it's the most unique position in football. And then the other thing I always say is, hey, everybody's an exceptional athlete. You play in the National Football League, you're an exceptional athlete. It doesn't matter what position you play. Okay? But we are considered, or we are, uh, as a group, in totality, the worst athletes on the football field. I like that. They're, they're, Worse than a no punters? Question. Worse than a punters, you think? Yes. Okay, you, good. You guys, you guys are more athletic than, than the, the majority of us. You guys are more athletic than us. I, so we're the worst. We're the worst. <laughs> and yet, I always, I always find this fascinating, Pat, because you cover all sports, and you're, you, you're very versed, and you're very knowledgeable, as is Maggie. This wasn't a – this wasn't – like dog and Maggie, this was just how people in general see playing offensive line. They just see girth, they just see you know size, and they think that that's all it is. Is you're moving guys around. I would I would argue right now that Larry Allen, pound for pound, might be the best, most athletic player that's ever played in the National Football League. You would see guys that played against Larry Allen. Now, first off, six foot four, three hundred thirty five pounds, probably ran the four seven forties could slam dunk a basketball flat-footed and bench press 700 pounds. We used to we used to refer to him as the landlord because he owned the fucking space between <laughs> center and tackle. He owned that space. And I have seen multiple guys come down with a Larry Allen flu before they had a play against Larry Allen. Like, that was all of a sudden like, hey, man, I'm not feeling really good. I might have to sit this one out. That he was that dominant a football player and that dominant an athlete. But think about this. For the majority – like, I'm not talking about the outliers, but for the majority of us, every day that you play, you're lined up against a guy who's a better athlete than you. And name one other position where the guy who is the better athlete is um, is it, the guy who's the worst athlete, excuse me, the worst athlete is expected to win 100% of the battles. So if I play you and you're a better athlete than me, and I, 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 win or whip your ass 65 out of 66 times but you get one sack against me i'm a piece of shit and you go to the pro bowl <laughs> yeah but right? i'm celebrating too i'm mm-hmm. celebrating too right. I'm right. <laughs> you got grass stains on your freaking back of your jersey and yet you're going to celebrate the sack and that's all anybody will ever remember yeah. like that's why all offensive linemen live in this state of paranoia nothing good can happen to me as a player nothing I hate Monday night football. I hate Sunday night football. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want none of it because the only thing that can happen to me is bad. That's it. I mean, think you win a game, you put 200 yards rushing up, you dominate, your quarterback doesn't get hit, and the only thing you are is a tagline at the end of the game. Hey, got to think the big fellas up front, those hogs did great, now let's talk about me. (laughs) Right? That's how they operate. So, like, like. You, you think about this. You, you cover the NBA. A point guard gets hooked up on a switch against Nikola Jokic, blows by him, lays it up. We don't say, hey, take Nikola Jokic out. He's a piece of shit. He's no good. No, you say it was a great switch. The younger, the better athlete got him. Like every other position, hey, man, when you're a supremely gifted tight end, the one-on-one coverage is not some D lineman that you're a better athlete. It's a safety. It's like athletes, corners and wide receivers, like athletes play against each other. That's how it works. An offensive line, you're playing against a more gifted athlete, and you're expected to win 100% of the battles. That's why it's the most skilled position in football. Leverage is created. Your ability, moving a man from point A to point B is, is skill and technique. It's, it's leverage that you create. Uh, it's footwork. It's hand placement. It's hat placement. It's all those things. And 
and you have got to be very versed at not only what you're doing, but what the guys beside you are doing so that you can work in unison together to be good. Hey, we love what you just did right now. That was awesome. I mean, you just, like, let's say positions were running for a political office. Mm -hmm. And they all all had to get on a podium Mm -hmm. and talk about why their position fucking matters. What you just did right there, offensive lineman will win the position. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. That was a great breakdown that I don't think I've ever heard before, and a lot of people haven't. And I think the perceived um, notion of offensive lineman just pushing guys around, Maggie said in there, which it is, you know, ultimately, if you were to zoom out, it is pushing guys around. But the amount of muscle memory and everything and the work, I think you feel as if, as one of the only talking points for offensive linemen out there publicly, is like, hey, there's a lot of shit happening there that might just look mundane and we don't ever talk about. Let's go ahead and have some respect for that. With the Tyron Smith situation, I mean, he's a guy, eight-time pro bowler. Left tackle would be the position that you could kind of isolate, right, with the other four. Still going to be a problem. Still everybody have to be on the same page, though, Stink? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a little bit more out there. You know, I used to call out there being in the water, you know, as opposed to being in the concrete, uh, especially with wide receivers. You know, they're out there playing around in the water. Um, those guys are in the concrete. The left tackle position, even the right tackle today, different than in my day, right, where you would have a right tackle that was just kind of a mauler and you'd have a left tackle that, that could move that was really, you know, pretty gifted athlete. Uh, now, with the way these teams are all in nickel, you know, which you take a linebacker out, you bring in a, another cornerback, you really have this kind of NASCAR package where you're just rushing the passer. Um, both tackles now have to be pretty gifted. And there are some guys like uh, Lane Johnson at the right tackle position is a gifted guy athletically, you know, I mean, incredibly gifted. Uh, but the left tackle historically has been that one where you're facing the Dwight Freenies, you play with Dwight Freeney. You know, absolute freak shows. You know, the, these these guys nowadays, I mean, it's not uncommon for these DNs to run 4-3-8, 4-4. You know, I mean, it, it's in linebackers and things of that nature. So the game is just completely different, and you've got to be so gifted as an athlete. Let me see your set. Like, this is good. McAfee's got a pretty good set. He knows. Yeah. Yo, that – I mean, like – and then you got to change the setup, right? You can't be in the same spot all the time. Now you got to upkick it a little bit, no, right? No. Got to be inside out. I'm like Joe Tom. Hey, change it up. no, I'm like Joe Tom. I'm just trying to get to my spot. I'm just trying to get to you my just, spot. You just I'm trying to get to your spot. Yeah, I'm just getting my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Well, see, but that was that one was a longer set simply because you probably had a nine technique versus a you know a five exactly. Oh, so you had to get a little bit deeper nine, there. So, Every time I'll I do this, nobody gives me credit. One of no, let me, all right, go ahead. Give me <laughs> Boom! Oh, yeah. Did you yes. see that? Huh? Take, that's called the take-two principle right there. Boom. Push him out on the draw. Of course. Push him out on the draw. Bam. Climb, get the linebacker. Out. Seal him inside. I mean, it's perfect technique. I, I tell you, here, here's the other thing, you know, from a just a pure pass protection standpoint, some of the things that we used to do as players, you know, I would memorize um, not only the the drops of the quarterback, like seven-step drop, five-step drop, three-step drops are called, but not only the, the depth of drop, but also the timing of the route combination. So when you hear the timing of the route combination, you can start to understand like, hey man, this five-step drop has a hitch to it. So I actually have to be, I actually have to take a, a legitimate kind of pass pro set. But this five-step drop, they all go, man, that ball is gone. He hits the fifth step. There is no hitch. There's no hitching up, moving up in the pocket. That ball is gone. 
So now I can run block effectively a five-step drop, and that ultimately takes me and, and creates where, like when I'm consulting for teams, I always talk about taking the passive out of pass protection. So now all of a sudden I can be the aggressor in a pure passing set where now the offense or, or the defensive lineman goes, what the, like, what's going on? Like this guy just run, he just went run block on me and they're throwing the football. And so now you get to dictate to the defense what we're doing as an offense. So then it becomes the mental aspect of that game is how do I eliminate? And this is what I always tell teams. You've got to sit there and say, if we're going to throw it 35 times, how can I eliminate 22 of those to make my guys automatically win? And that has to do with understanding the depth, the route combination, the timing of the football, how many run action plays versus play action plays do we have, you know, how many how many boot keeps do we all that kind of stuff, how many three steps versus five steps where it's gone. So there's a lot of there's a lot of mental processing of the game, which I call either cheating the game or funneling guys where I want them to be to to give me a chance as a lesser athlete to win those battles. That's why it's, there's such a skill involved and such a knowledge involved in playing this game. I agree. There's different techniques. There's a lot of work. There's chess on the line. There's different, I mean, strategies, everything. You guys just never talk, you know, so nobody really knows that. Happy right. this has become a moment where we could learn. Stink, we miss you. We're happy you're healthy. Uh, it's great seeing you, brother. Uh, it's great being on with you. Great seeing you guys. And anytime, you know, I'm a phone call away, brother. God, I'm happy you're good. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark I got a lot of tweets last night telling me, you're going to be quiet about this? You're going to be quiet about this? What is going on with Matt Ariza, uh, the punter for the Buffalo Bills? He and others claimed him as the punt god was his nickname. Mm -hmm. is obviously disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sounds of it are terrible that is not something that any position in football or any league or any human would want to be associated humans that do that particular act i obviously don't know all of the details i don't know who does but reading the initial reports and what is being said is terrible and uh, i have no clue how this pans out i guess he is with the team tonight Mm -hmm. the buffalo bills take on the carolina panthers in carolina tonight alongside a bunch of other games that are taking place three other games uh so that is my thoughts on it i am just like every other human that read that and was like that's disgusting uh then you start looking into the rules and laws in california seems like this is going to be uh oh yeah it's a, a civil thing now it's going to be criminal it is terrible i wish that upon nobody hate that our position is even a part of it and i hate that i put a guy over and this happens just a couple weeks ago the bills allegedly knew about this a month ago or something like that you would have to think that a lot of the nfl teams who hire uh investigators former high-end police officers to protect their team and do questions before the season or before the combine process with the draft prospects you would assume that other teams also knew about this which is might also add into why he dropped down the draft board the baltimore ravens only had jordan stout on their draft board Mm -hmm. and if you remember harbaugh came out and said our team has made a stance here in the last decade that we're not even taking chances on anybody that could potentially do that you add that into the thought did teams know this before draft before he came into the NFL, there's a lot to unfold. It's all very, very serious, and I don't think any of us know what the future looks like. But it is. It seems to be like we are probably not going to see Matt Ariza 
ever again. It's just from the sounds of it right now. There's an entire process to this that we all have to remember. It gets difficult to remember because the world that we live in, it seems like a lot of research has been done already on the um, prosecuting side with text messages Mm -hmm. and phone calls with investigators next to uh, Doe, uh, the victim in this situation. So I, alongside everybody else, saw it and was disgusted and flabbergasted by it. And... um, yeah, I, I just I don't know what else to say other than you read through it and every new piece mm-hmm. of information you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that is terrible. How is that happening? But you would assume that is no knowledge from people around the NFL before the draft. Yeah, it's awful. And apparently the the Bills did were not aware. At least I read they were not aware of this when they drafted him, but were made aware of it like a month ago. Yeah. And obviously, it's not the same thing. They're two completely different things but i just feel like this coming on the heels of all the deshaun watson stuff like that they're not going to just let this like slip through the cracks where stuff like this might have in the past you know it's like we're luckily we're in a time right now where it's like they're going to get to the bottom of this and if he is to be held responsible like i think you're right we're probably not going to see him around ever again this is a civil lawsuit happening right now but if you watch any criminal law docs or TV shows, that does not mean that the criminal can't come afterwards. No. There's actually numerous situations where the prosecuting attorney sits in on the civil court case mm-hmm. and hears anything if they can have in there, and then they decide during the case almost that we are also pressing criminal charges that you would have to assume Ariza and the two other men that were also San Diego State football players, I believe. Yes. Yep. And there's numerous quotes from students. Like Everybody had heard about this and knew about this around campus. A lot of people were wondering how this wasn't something that was being taken seriously. And he was being celebrated a lot oh yeah like a yeah. lot he's he was been, he was the star player on their team yeah, wall street God. journal wrote an article the first punter ever to be marketable or something that's right like that. yeah. so there's a lot of situations that he was being put in the spotlight and i assume around san diego state and the victim's family it was like that was probably something that was yeah. very very serious once again we do not know the entire story mm-hmm. nobody does mm-hmm. but what we are reading and hearing about is certainly fucking alarming and disgusting <laughs> Football! Is it too much? No. Because no. normally know. I have a pretty good little lead in with football is what we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. But as I was, the beat was dropping there, I this is the first time I've really looked up to watch you guys do it. Full passion and energy. So we will never take anything away from anybody that mm-hmm. does something passionately and energetically. Sure. I, I think we found it here with football. Yeah, I agree too. You think so? Mm-hmm. At Tone Diggs, you like Gotta that? Gotta be something along those lines. Uh, football works great. You know, uh, could have been like... No, I'm not going to throw out any, any other stupid ideas because football's great. Yeah, we don't need to right yeah. now. Yeah. Now's not the time to throw out any ideas. The talks the table at Ty Schmidt and at Boston Connor seems like you're ready to throw one out. Well, after <laughs> once football season ends, maybe after uh, like the Super Bowl, we just change the bullshit. Yeah, because that's what we're about to talk about. For six months. It kind of sets the, sets the tone for everything. Yeah, right? exactly. And if we ever do a show live, which we are planning on doing, whenever we lead off live, hello, it is blah, 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 we're live, and huh, 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 this show begins... Now we assume that there will be an entire yeah. football. Right, that would be a sick that'd be moment. sweet. Yeah. And that'd bullshit be sweet. works too. For okay, okay, so we keep doing this until that moment. Have still, to. I, I, have to. I do want to say I love football. Still miss Let's Ride, but I love football. I do miss Let's Ride. Got played out. It did. Yeah, and that wasn't that our was fault. our fault. Kinda. No, nope. it was uh, college uh, uh, internet people. Yeah, it was college tw- Twitter's. I agree. 
So social media people, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Internet people. But we were certainly had a big Yeah. We that, were kinda of pushing. We were kind it. of the kindling and the gasoline. Man. man. Yeah. 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 We kinda of saw the fire and we said, Oh shit, man. Throw some lighter fluid on there, man. Let's get it bigger, man. And we did. And then other people that are much bigger than us did it as well. Sure. And then so we were kind of a part of the process of Fucking that one up. I guess. I mean, what Sorry. happens if they start doing the football? We need to call Russ. Then we will adapt. Sure. That's what we do. That's what you have to do. Ever evolving. Mm-hmm. That's right. Adapt to survive. Kill or be killed. Adapt or die. Boom. Oorah. 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 Let's go to an attic in Ohio. <laughs> Speaking of adapt or die. Yeah. yeah. This face. guy's had to get through life with his fingers not operating like everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not being able to drive because he just falls asleep. Immediately upon his hands going on to a wheel, he just falls asleep. It's yep. crazy. He's allergic to shrimp. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go to those hoity-toity events. events. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. He's got two left feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Drives with both of them. Mm-hmm. But somehow, some way, this walking miracle mm-hmm. was a college football national champion, Whoa. a Super Bowl champion, sure. a Ryder Cup champion, yeah. the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, and an Ohio State Hall of Famer. Damn. Yeah. Miracle. Miracle. Aaron James Hall. You're a walking miracle, AJ. You know that? Yeah, I was allergic to shrimp, by the way. I knew that. I know you beat it. Not current day. Just like you were allergic to driving. Remember, it just made you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Then you had to fight through that as well. Only certain times. Small windows. Small windows. I stay away. Not much small window. It's every day. It's for like two hours. It's a pretty big window. I can control it. Important hours. 365. Times two. Is that seven thirty? Yep. Seven hundred and thirty hours of the year, this man will fall asleep immediately upon being behind a wheel. Yeah. That's a lot of deaths. You hear me? Yeah. Isn't it pretty impressive that I'm still here? Miracle. How many people have you killed? Thank you. Well, well, driving or just yeah, driving. people that you just hit dirty look don't have the head that you. Did have. you see Kirk Herbstreit last night? A man he tried to kill was a sophomore in high school. He had made his Amazon debut alongside Al Michaels. Did you watch the game? I thought Amazon did good. I thought the microphones looked a little Mickey Mouse, but I thought everything else looked very good. I think they got through the game. I'd assume the Amazon people very pumped with the you know there's a couple tech things. A little, it was easy to find on the Prime app. I think they were excited and pumped. And Herbstreit's in the men's league for the first. First time, full time ever. I'm excited about all of it. Yeah, I am too. I think he looked comfortable. And it, I don't know if he gets nervous or anxious or whatever, but he had to feel a little different than he has for college games for all these years. So I think he and Al were great. And I think they're going to continue to to be great. I, I would imagine hanging out, the more you get to hang out with Al Michaels, like the the easier, like I just, it would be awesome. Like that guy has stories for days and he's the coolest guy ever, it seems like. They have good chemistry. I talked about this in the first hour. Uh, 28-3 was mentioned and Kirk asked out, did you call that game? And Al said no. And then Herbstreit responded immediately like, well, we all watched it. And just one, it was like two guys literally just having a conversation. They sounded like humans. They also sounded like guys that are working together for the first time, asking each other questions, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like, hey, this is how a team's supposed to be. Like addressing it. I, I think they were just humans in there, mm-hmm. which is what Al and Kirk are, which is all we really ask for. Hey, why don't you guys just go be the best booth in the fucking NFL? What do you say? Let's go, let's go do it. Why not us? Why not them? Well, we don't have a booth in the NFL, but why not sure. them? I'm is, saying th- those two could take that moniker, but they also they, they should think, no, we already are. What do you yeah. mean? That's it is us. 
It, it might be. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed last night. I, I enjoyed them on the call together last night. It felt night. like a big game, too. I feel like the production, it feels like it's going to be the games will feel big. We talked about this in the first hour. Amazon is getting a good lineup here for this Thursday night football. Normally, uh-huh. Thursday night football, shit games, bad games, always bad games because they can't be flexed and they set it up beforehand. And it was part of a bigger bundle package with uh-huh. another network in the past. Now that Amazon has a big bank, hey, Big bank. I mean, is it the biggest? Mm, close. I don't know. Every day, right? There's two yeah, fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it is. Well, it is oil, I, thought. I guess. I thought. Name your company. You have first letter in A, and you make a lot of money. Yeah, I thought Apple, Amazon, and Google are the trillion dollar. Apple, companies. Amazon, Acrisure. I thought it was Fangs. <laughs> I thought it was Acrisure, definitely Fangs. I thought it was Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. I don't think Facebook anymore. I think they're done. You think? Well, yeah. they're Meta. Hmm. They got the new Oculus coming out. Zucks on Rogan. I yeah. guess that's going to go well. He uh-huh. was trending last night at four or something like that. Still trending today. Too. Still trending. I'm sure he's <laughs> a lot. Of, now. Really? Is it Mangs? Because Meta instead of uh, mm-hmm. okay. Anyways, they're all going to get into the game with the NFL at some point. Amazon's kind of leading the way here. Amazon's been in bed with the NFL for a few years. It's kind of been a crawl before you walk type situation. And the NFL is going to give them good games. And it seems like their first game is Herbert Patrick Mahomes. That's a, It's only going to get better from there. Good for them. They got a late Bills and Patriots game, oh, I yeah. think. I mean, there is a hell it's of a, a big lo- deal. It's yes. a big deal that this is the first time it's ever strictly on streaming, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. This is the first. So for all yes. the, the geriatrics out there that still oh, – <laughs> What's an, what's an application? I don't know. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, but if they're still doing that, a lot of their life is fucked. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's I mean, kind of what yeah, the NFL said. You know? Maybe, hopefully, they have someone in their life that could, you know, write it down like a little instructional pamphlet here. here this is how you turn the Thursday night game on. I've seen some olds that are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Very, very good. They're good at texting, calling, and like Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Oh, that's important. My, my wife's grandma, she's. She's very colorful, fun, fun lady. So we would get, we give her like her our old iPhones. We always have, and she loves having an iPhone. And she, I don't know old how exactly old she is. Seven hundred million. Take this, million. Take yeah. this, take this okay. shitty iPhone. Okay, hey, here's a little hand-me-down, Graham. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I hey, dropped it. Here's yeah. a hand-me-down, Graham. Sorry, the amount of poop <laughs> that has gotten on this. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care about the color. earth. I don't want to. I don't want to put it in the trash and, and kill more people. Come on now. Told you to put it what? in the trash. Yeah, I There's said give it to grandma. Yeah, that's right. I can't, I'm not going to smash it like Con Man and Hillary either. I, I don't. Oh, oh, don't you fucking put me in the same sentence as her, AJ. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a sitting Son of a bitch. Uh, did you hear that laugh? It was a yeah. brutal I'm not even going to finish what I was saying. That's, despicable. <laughs> that's one of those ones that really gets you. You have outed yourself as a man that gives your grandma, sorry, your mother's grandma, just piece of shit recycled phones. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be something that's going to be tough to forget. Yeah, you that was going to be tough to forget. Let's move on. Joining us now is a man who has seen. Didn't get to make my point. That's the problem. Go we'll, on. I'll get to it later. No, what's no. your point? No, I want the general account because she is good with phones and iPhones and technology. It keeps you up to date with your kids and grandkids. So I'm saying, it, like, technology will keep you like current. So it, it helps. 2022 feels like the right time to go to a streaming uh, service if you're the NFL. It's only going to get more and more, and people are going to be spending more money than they spend on all these cables for all these streaming things. But it's going to be considered much better somehow, and we're all going to be pissed about it 15, 20 years from now. Yeah, bingo. This is just yeah, yeah. the world. This is the way it's going. What's going on, Connor? Well, and the olds that you know stumble in and out of whatever bar they go to in their town are going to have the games now too because of the direct TV deal Amazon signed. So they're still going to be in those locations too. It's not just like, hey, you need Amazon, you need to find the app and go through that whole situation. I didn't. I'm not saying it. Well, you should. I didn't think it was as easy to find the kickoff show when I went in there. Oh, they, is it different than the? 
It should be on the home page. Yeah, I have, yeah, but it just yeah. had the game. I think it just said the game, and it was Kirk and Al were sitting there, and it might have been because uh, of how late I got into it. I got in like two minutes before the game started, so I saw the tail end of the kickoff show, but I had to click on just the game as opposed to the kickoff show also being there when it was on the kickoff show and then the game being the game. I think they ultimately know that no one cares about the kickoff show. You know? <laughs> I mean, we're there to watch the football game. What I mean, is your problem? I'm just saying. Seems like they spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, I sure, think you're right. But, you know, it's like, oh, you're not going to watch the kickoff show? Boo-hoo. <laughs> Who cares? You're going to watch the game. That's for sure. <laughs> you are, especially when it's Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Good for Thursday Night Football. Happy for Alan Kirk. Let's go. Here you go, boys. Go, boys. Keep going. Joining us now is a man who saved football at one point during this COVID era. Hey, yeah. Fuck yeah. Big Ten, who I listened to an interview with uh, Greg Warren. Uh, Kevin Warren? Kevin. Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren, Big Ten commissioner. Greg I listened Warren was to a long snapper. He was a great long snapper for the Steelers uh, for a long time. Greg Norman. Very sensitive. He started with Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey is the SEC, SEC commissioner. Yes. Kevin Warren is all. Big Ten commissioner. He was early in his title as Big Ten commissioner. And he decided that the Big Ten was not going to play football because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He decided that because of, you know, the medical experts he had. And also, they were a joint conference with Pac-12. Yeah. So the Pac-12 was going to do it. They were going to do it. That's two of the Power Fives making the decision. New in your reign as commissioner, you can get off on the right foot like, hey, I'm making a good decision. And also grandstanding on everybody else. Of course. What hurt him was obviously the SEC saying, oh, that's cute. Big Ten ain't real. We are playing football. Yeah. And then the ACC say what are they doing in big what a sad we're playing football down here and then obviously this man that's about to join us hit the pavement yep went to the commission's office talked to him and got football back in big 10 land yeah now i will say i was very impressed with kevin warren when i listened to an interview the other day the only thoughts i had on before this interview was oh that's guy that canceled football and thought he was saving the world i saw him do an interview the other day fucking very Mm -hmm. impressive human at the hall of fame probably yes very impressive human being you agree uh, yeah, who was he there with? He was talking to somebody. It was an interview. It might have been 60 minutes or well, something. If somebody was getting enshrined, though, he was there supporting them. Maybe Dick Vermeil. It Maybe. But listening to him speak in this interview, I was like, okay, this guy isn't yeah. just a fucking... Doofus. Corporate yeah, true. It was mm-hmm. very good. He's talking about paying the players a salary in the Big Ten and like everything. He should probably talk more. Yes, that's what I think, too. That is exactly what I think. And also, another man that should talk more, the man that went to Commissioner's office yeah. and said, we ain't doing this. We're playing football in Ohio. Yeah. We're already going through enough, aren't we? Hey, Coach, aren't we already going through enough? Come on. We need football. And he pounded the pavement. He rallied the troops. He's seen Top Gun Maverick eight times already. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the host in Columbus, Ohio, of the show titled. What? With General Bob Carpenter. Yeah! yeah. Oh, you're asking me to intro his show. Oh. There you go, Bob. Hey, there you go, Bob. Hey, Bob, <laughs> what's the name of your show? AJ doesn't know the name. He was on it this morning. That's embarrassing. Yeah. What is the problem over there, General? Yeah, Morning Juice, every Friday, AJ comes on, we get to dive into some wonderful topics, you know, whether it's South Carolina changing their mascot name or whatever it might be. And here's why Kevin Warren now, Pat, is cooler, because you saw him pre-COVID when he was taking some bad information from people and making some decisions. I don't think he was real sure. Then he made that partnership with the Pac-12. And then all of a sudden, it'd be like me sliding over to AJ's house and like, stealing a couple of his kids, his favorite kids, and then just like absorbing them into my family after he stole USC and UCLA from the Pac-12. So I think that's what that big energy 
that you're feeling right there from him is after he went and cuckled the dude who he said, we're a team, now we're on my own, don't worry about it. Okay, stealing kids is not what cucking is, Bob. You know that, right? Cuckling? Well, I mean, you I couldn't Cuckling. try to slide and steal the wonderful Miss Laura, but I would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good family, family, family. family. Yeah, well, yeah, well, so as you were getting into your cucking <laughs> story in your head, you had to, oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go fuck AJ's wife. In front yeah, of right. So you said steal his kids. <laughs> That's what you were doing. That's what you were doing in your head there while you were giving that answer? Okay, I got it. Still got back to the point, though, of cuckling at the end there. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Kevin Warren was also talking about, you know, potential salaries for Big Ten kids to all get and everything. Thing. Like he should talk more. I think it is the Big Ten. You think it's just going to be Big Ten SEC at some point, General Bob? You're more boots on the ground there in Columbus, which is obviously a college football town. Well, I think the ACC is always going to have a place. They've got 14 or 16 teams, 15 teams right now. So there, there's a spot for them. I, I don't know if it's going to be you know to the level and degree of what the SEC and Big Ten are because you look at these two media deals. And let's face it, guys. I mean, money makes the world go round, and so. If you're competing against a school that is getting $100 million every year and you're a school that's getting 25 to $30 million, it's really, really hard to be able to make that up, out-recruit, go bring in donations and do all those things when you're in a difficult spot like that. So I don't know if the SEC adds teams here shortly. I would, it wouldn't surprise me if in the next, I don't know, five, four, three, four years when they do the new TV rights deal for the college football playoff, if by that point the Big Ten then is ultimately probably to – I don't know, let's say 20, 22 teams, because that's what Kevin Warren was talking about. Bob, have you been uh, watching your guy Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks this year? I, I hope you have. The guy's putting on a, a great show. And what do you think uh, What do you think it's going to look like for the Lions? I know you had a, some time there where Kid Rock was pumping you guys up before games and all kinds of stuff going on. So what uh, What do you think of Dan Campbell and his whole performance on Hard Knocks? I'm staying with the band, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying with the – you know it. I'm staying with the band, man. Fifth in one hand, chew in the mouth, heater in the other. Hell yeah. Rock. Oh, Hell yeah. That's him. Hey, he's I mean, a big fucker, Bob. I mean, he's big he guy, dude. We saw him at practice last week. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Have you been watching him? Is that him all the time? Yeah, that's kind of who he's always been. I mean, he's always been that oversized dude. He's still obviously pumping weights. I'm glad that I last night I actually watched the first episode two days ago, and then I watched the last two episodes last night for two and three, so I got to see the stuff at Colts camp and everything else. Like I said, I mean, he's a combination of the dude and John Rambo. He's everything you want him to be all wrapped up together. I, I think they're going to be good, man. I, and I say good relative. Like, they're going to be better than what they've been. Watching that thing, like he has a bunch of former players. Those guys care a lot. The players respond to him. And I'm watching that. I'm watching Hard Knocks. I'm sitting there telling my wife, boy, in bed, I'm like, I, I kind of want to go coach NFL football now. I never have wanted to do that before. But if I get to coach with Dan Campbell and that's my boss, like that dude, I'll go to war with him all day. And that's why you see Deuce Staley and AG and all those guys. You know, those are guys that AJ and we all played against. Heck, I played with Aaron, just missed Dan. But, you know, they've got something going on. They've got a belief. And when Dan Campbell is your coach out there and he's giving you those speeches and getting everybody juiced up, and he's giving it to you real, man. Like, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff he's saying, it reminds me so much of Bill Parcells. And, yeah. you know, a lot of guys didn't like playing for Bill, but Bill was going to be honest with you. Like, you may not have wanted what, to hear what he was going to say, but if he was going to cut you, he was going to tell you that week, if you don't get your ass better, you're on your way out of here. And people are like, that's terrible. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Because so many times in that league, you guys know it. Like, hey, put your arm around you. You're doing a great job. Next thing you know, like, hey, you're out of here. You lose your job. Like, Dan... He's going to be honest with you guys, so at least you can respect that. The dude gets it. 
He's going to be honest about it. I love it. I mean, they should do the Lions for Hard Knocks every year because yes. the players are all right. Mm-hmm. But the coaches, the coaches are the characters in this one, man, and they are far superior to anything else I've seen thrown out there. I concur. I love watching the team. I think Dan Campbell, I don't know if he would want me on a team that he was coaching, but I wouldn't mind being on a team that he was coaching. You know, I think there's two different perspectives of that whole thing. Because once he starts diving into it all, I can't help but be like, at least he's keeping it, like, light and yeah. upbeat and, and fascinating, like, intriguing. So guys pay attention as opposed to dozing off. And him doing those 40 up-downs, General, hey, 40 up-downs, broken wrist. They're doing 40 up-downs before a practice starts. When was the last time you seen that, General? High school. That's a high school thing, isn't it? I would say the last time we actually did up-downs, AJ, we had Mark D'Antonio as our, as our defensive coordinator. 40? We actually, Hell yeah. Not 40. We may have done 25 one practice. It was like bad our freshman sophomore year. Uh, but, yeah, dude, you don't, you've never seen guys doing up-downs in the NFL. And he, here's the best part. Like, Dan comes off as such a tough dude, and you've heard the quote even about – you know, people want to say I'm a meathead and they underestimate me. That's fine, dude. That's only going to lead to wins and we're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, but also, they had that comedian come in oh. and he's busting Dan's balls about not doing his uptown good time, looking like downward dog. <laughs> and, and like Dan's just sitting there laughing. Like, and so that's a coach that he's comfortable with who he is. Most guys, you know, you know, AJ played for a guy like if you ever questioned him, like, oh, Bristle, you know, don't make fun of me. I'm, I'm the best. Who's that? Most coaches are Who's like that? that. Big Mike. Where, was that Big Mike? <laughs> we don't have to get into it. We, we, we can dive into that here in a minute. But when you question them, that's the reality. And Dan, you're sitting there making fun of him, calling him meathead and his up-downs suck. Like, and he's just going to laugh about it because he's been part of the crew. He's played. And he understands how it works. Yeah, and by the way, that comedian crushed. Yeah. That, not yeah. Any, that's not an easy room to go into, Bob. What's his name? Josh Adams. Here we go. He killed. Because I saw him walking in. They asked me to do that. That was that was potentially going to be me in that episode doing that, and I was like, I, I got to do SmackDown. I am so sorry, I won't be able to make it. It was on Friday after uh, practice or whatever. So whenever I saw that thing start, I saw this random guy, yeah, Josh Adams, walk in. I'm like, oh no, oh no, here we go. Because if he and he said, hey, my name's Josh Adams. Begin. I'm like, oh no, this guy's got no idea the room he is talking to. He fucking killed it. I was so happy for him. I was watching, laughing. But you're right. He wasn't the only one. Aiden Hutchinson also laughing. Like there, It felt like it's a good room. How many wins? We don't know. But I do love watching every single Tuesday night. Uh, the boys have some questions for you. Is that all right, Bob? Let's do it. All right, Tone, you up. Yeah, Bob, uh, General, uh, Nebraska and Northwestern open up college football season in Ireland this weekend. Were you asked to potentially, you know, run out of the tunnel with one of the teams with the American flag or the Big Ten flag to represent all of college football? And the spread's 11 and a half there. You think Nebraska's going to cover that one? Okay, I wasn't asked, but I would love to do it. One of my favorite things is to spread American patriotism throughout the world, and now we're going to give them a little slice of what makes America so great is college football. So hopefully they can experience that and love it the way that America does. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would have willingly, easily went over there and taken care of that. As far as that 11.5 points, I think Nebraska wins. I hope for Scott's, Scott Frost's sake that they actually win because if not, he might get fired and have Stole. to find his own ride Stole home. So that might be a little little rough. Uh, but also, with that, I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I would take those points. If Nebraska wins by 10, I think they should be happy. Northwestern's not great, but until Nebraska proves to me that they can close out a game and not find a way to lose it at the end, 
I'm not going to feel great about that. Were you disgusted with how Tone looked in that helmet? Is that why he didn't say anything? Well, I mean, it, it looks a little <laughs> small on him. You know, I mean, you've got the beard to help bring the face out a little bit, but I mean, that, that thing looks like it might might fit my younger son. Yeah, uh, it's well, very very tight. It would look a lot sweeter <laughs> if I had the fucking button. Yeah, if mask. I had to button the fucking yeah. for the oxygen. You were given a great answer earlier about something I forget. Dan Campbell, I think, and he was trying to sneak his head into that fucking helmet over there. And I'll tell you, it was quite a scene. I mean, it was a full on one of those like uh, situations. How many times have you seen Top Gun Maverick up to this point, and how, how many times have you watched it since you've been able to see it uh, at home? So that's, uh, you're going to be disappointed. I've seen it six. I have not watched it yet on Apple Plus. Oh, this, okay. guy's oh. this guy's a fraud. Hey, hey, this guy's a fraud. Wow. Oh, you're a fraud. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Time out. I put my foot down on this because the streaming services, like you've talked about, have gotten out of control. And I sort of realized that we're paying for stuff we're not even watching. We have like seven streaming services. I got hoodwinked when I bought Paramount Plus thinking that that's where I was going to be able to see Yellowstone. Find out it's on Peacock. Like paying for all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even. I don't even. I watch like five hours of TV a week. That's non-football. So why am I paying for Netflix and Amazon what? Prime? Apple Plus is like the last thing that I don't have. So you're and taking I'm a stand. Have to get it now. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying, but they've got the NFL, so I'm gonna have to get an <laughs> NFL package. Fair. But that's it. That's the last one I'm doing. I'm done with this stuff. We're starting to spin them off. They've overtaken our lives. You said it earlier. Like it was supposed to be cheaper. It was supposed to be easier. All it's done now, I have more passwords. I can't remember crap. Somehow my kids have the authorization to watch adult stuff. My <laughs> account was locked. I couldn't even pull up. Sure. Uh, I was thinking the Manti Teo documentary. I couldn't find it on there. So I'm stumbling around like late night trying to watch that at 11 o'clock after I've been drinking. So I had to stagger into some other movie and watch Tombstone or something. Hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Nice. I mean, it was great. It was I'm a great deal. But we've, we've got so much. We've got so much crap in here, man. So I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was going to come to Paramount Plus because why wouldn't it? Paramount's the stinking producer of the movie, so I thought they would be involved. So it's on Apple Plus. I'm going to have to break down and get it. Maverick's just going to be the cherry on the Sunday because I have to get it for the NFL. So it'll all be good. And don't worry, I will make sure I watch it. At least two or three more times okay. over the next week. We're a little bit oh, worried yeah. you're a fraud there for yeah, saying you hear it? There's Pumped. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of oh no, yeah. Bob, whenever you said you only seen it one time since it's come out. I like the fact you're taking a stand. One of my friends' dad, CFO Phil's dad, actually, to be exact. I don't think he'd care that I said this. He um, he works overseas a lot on like nuclear Power plants. Power plants, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say warehouses, but that is what they are. Same thing. <laughs> but they are yeah. power plants is what they are. He works on them all over the world. Like for long periods of time, out in the middle of fucking nowhere in these countries, he's working on them. Then he comes home. So obviously he hasn't gone shopping a lot throughout his life for a lot of things. When he comes back, it's all there. He learned what a razor was costing just a few years back, what, how much a razor was, and he said, I'm not shaving ever again. So he, <laughs> he stopped shaving for like two years out of protest of the prices of razors. He inevitably had to shave at some point. But So I like these, you know, one-person protests just to take a stand to let people know that you are not being bamboozled oh. by these motherfuckers, but inevitably they're going to get you. Just like the race. He had to shave at some point, uh-huh. and they were waiting there at the same price. They did not drop their price. They were waiting on Papa Mains, just sitting there on him, and he had to go back. Had to do it. Didn't love it. Still mad about it, but uh, you're going to have to go in. They know it inevitably, right. and they got us by the balls, Bob. They uh-huh. got us by the balls. It's terrible. We allowed it to happen, and yeah. you know, I, that's why I respect. You guys are busting AJ's balls for 
giving Grandma Peg, you know, hand-me-down iPhones. Like, listen, I don't need a new iPhone with a better camera shoved down my throat every six months either. Like, I'm happy with the things that I have. You know, you guys just want to upgrade everything, all you need. Like, you don't necessarily, you know, need all those things. My father-in-law, he put his foot down. He told me he's 73 years old. He goes, don't buy me any more clothes. He goes, I'm 73. I'm pretty sure I have enough clothes to last me the rest of my life. And I told him, like, I can't wait till I get to that point probably at like 55 or 60 where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to upgrade any fashion. I've got what I need. If I get fat, you know what? It'll encourage me to get skinny again. If I get too skinny, I'll have to lift weights to get bigger, but I'll have plenty of clothes to be able to wear all that stuff out until you can put me in my casket and you can slide me in there naked. Pat. I don't even need anything. In your casket? Yeah. Closed casket. What about Give me a weird open casket viewing. No, it's open. I told you, AG, you knew this. I was going to go shirtless, shirtless open casket. That was the plan. Beast. Oh, yeah. You work out every morning still? <laughs> still getting after a little bit, Pat. Trying to for you, man. You work out with the boys over at Ohio State yet or no? Uh, I'm going to head over there after this. I had to do a little XM <laughs> right afterwards. Go. So I'm going to head over there now and, and finish up that workout. Okay. How about how they looking? Individual toe shoes. They look good, man. Like those guys, that they're, they're as good as they've ever been. And uh, defensively, Whoa. they've looked really good. You know what, man? There's nothing more humbling. Then when you've been working out with guys that are like 18 to 22, and I go in there, it's like loosen up my knee, loosen up my back. These dudes just cruise on in. They're ready to go and just start cranking big weights, and you feel like an old man, and that's the reality of life, and it sucks. It oh, sucks G- General, you're the only guy that is working out with 18, 19, 20-year-olds in the fashion that you are right now you're in, the, in the whole world. So keep fucking going. Pal. Yeah. We need to keep it going. In the whole world, you're the only person I've ever heard about. I feel like I have a lot of friends around the NFL, a lot of friends that have played college football, retired now. You are the only human that I've ever heard does this. That's why I was so alarmed by it. And the fact, you, you still run with them and make times or no? I, I haven't run with them yet this summer. I'm go, My thing is I turn 40 next year, and my goal is I want to go out, I want to run a 40 under 475, and I want to do a full conditioning test with those guys. That's that's it at 40. I may hang it up at that point, but no. that is the goal at this point in time. Well, I remember you didn't work out with them last year, and they lost to Ishigan. Sure. So yeah, I that. think they're happy you're back in the building. <laughs> Hopefully that's the case. I mean, I, I'm just happy to be back. I mean, I get enough of my football fill doing – uh, demonstrating tackling with your boy AJ over there for the third and fourth year olds. You know, I, third, fourth graders. I, you know, tackle a man. He's always wearing this nice, like Michael Jordan cologne that I found out this morning that he somehow found in the corners of the internet. Because I go into tackle him. Dude, we've got little league football, and he always smells so good. He used to wear the Abercrombie Fierce that Chopper used to buy him, but I guess he's kind of went back to the Michael Jordan from the mid nineties. Are we talking about AJ right now? Yeah, that guy. You're wearing you're wearing cologne to practice third and fourth grade practice Hawk. football practice. I I get done with this. I smoke cigars all here, so I have to take a quick shower. I sprint down to practice. Yeah, if I take a shower, I'm putting cologne on. No question. I didn't know you were a cologne. Wow, you, you. you a cologne guy? Me? No, I've, I've got a bottle of cologne that's about half full that my wife bought me when I was in college. Like that's how much I wear cologne. <laughs> me it too. Smells good enough for the both of us. I've never got into it. You know, I grew up in a town with a lot of. Uh, I was say. Uh, yeah. A lot of cologne. A lot of, uh, cologne. A lot of folks like you. A lot, a lot, yeah, you're right. Like a lot. me. No. Aqua de Jeu. Yeah. There's a lot of cologne around me at all times. Also, the Axe development. What was that? Oh, Heiser, yeah. Axe Body came spray. in. That shit oh, was yeah. smelled so bad. Chocolate. I thought, I have such a big nose. I think it's just like I, I smell too much of it. I'm always like, how are you guys walking around with this shit on you yeah. all day? Uh, 
Ladies love it. I'm like, all right. Well, if you look like <laughs> shit, you smell good. I don't know if that's going to work either. So, Connor, what do you have, pal? Yeah, Bob, uh, what are you getting into this weekend? Are you just watching football playing top or watching Top Gun? And then also, uh, have you seen the terminal list? Because you strike me yes. as a guy who would love to be downrange. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Are you a slave to Apple Plus and Prime this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're going to do, Bob? Ba- uh, it's basically what you're asking. I've got one of my, my son's got a football game to, uh, tomorrow morning. So I got that. I'm going to try to coach some stuff up with AJ. We've got an event on Saturday night. We've got these charity events. Um, I have not seen Terminal List. That is on my watch list to ultimately get done. I think that's on Amazon. So I'm going to try to get that. I love Chris Pratt, one of my favorites. I've heard the show is absolutely fantastic. So that's the next thing. Like I said, I just finished up Yellowstone, I don't know, this week. So I'm fully caught up with that. Um, and this is, I try to enjoy it, man, because I'll watch a little bit of that Nebraska Northwestern, maybe the whole thing if it's good. But as of next week, like it, the weekends just fly by. You're just ripping paper off during football season. Dude, we're already within four months of Christmas, so the year's basically done. <laughs> Don't be yeah. so negative. Good point. Louise, yeah. good point. Football season is just 5,000 miles an hour, Rinse, though. Repeat. Isn't it? I mean, it is, it is. There's no day off. It's just yeah. basically the same day every day. Football, 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 football. Smackdown. That's what life is. I can't wait for it, Bob. This offseason, I'm 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 ready for this shit to be behind us, aren't you? No, listen, now don't wish it away, Pat. No, Come get on. the I fuck out of here. You just said the year's over. The offseason the, the off will wish the year's it away. Gonna, yeah, like no, don't fast forward the summer either. Like you need to enjoy the summer for what it is, and then you enjoy football season for what it is. Football season, <laughs> I mean, coach, football season you tied it all together. It's, it's, Here's the thing. It's like a three. It's like a two-story beer bong that's got about two beers and five shots in it. So what? like you right. hammer that thing down, and then you just stagger around the rest of the year. I mean, you're drunk as a skunk. <laughs> you're feeling great, but I mean, you, you're not functionally be able to do anything. Like you, you can't take vacations. You can't do any of that. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly where you're at. AJ knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think he saw you do it. I believe that was a story <laughs> potentially from yourself, and I want to let you know, very impressive. If you're doing two beers, five shots in a two-story beer bong. I've done a, uh, I've done a six-beer, two-story beer bong before. That, that was, yeah. Six beers. Dude, your stomach would explode. I would love to watch that. No, it did, yeah. It got down. <laughs> no, it did. First person to ever complete that, I was told at the house that I walked up mm-hmm. to and said, well, what do you got here? <laughs> I said, we normally put six beer. All right. What do you got here? And literally outside, the party was happening in the front yard. Well, yeah. Here's, here's the problem. When you get the two-story beer bongs, you really have to trust the folks that are at the top of that thing because yeah, you, you have no control and no idea of what fluids and how much of them are going in there. Yeah. I, let's assume somebody fucking spit in that thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh so you I, hope they spit. You that's hope. the least of oh, Exactly. It did have a little piss taste there at the end, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> six beers down. Frothy. Place went crazy. Obviously, it was right. a it was quite a moment because whenever that two story beer hits you too, that shit's like a fire hose. Fast. So there's a little bit of a spray at the beginning. So if you can corral the spray, there's a big pop out mm-hmm. of the people. You know, that's like halfway through that it go. Then you finish it and you like leave it open and there's like little drops. You know, everybody goes crazy. Yeah, hold it down, hold it down. All <laughs> right, all right. See you guys. I'm gonna keep it moving. And then I projectile vomited on the uh, side of the house, and I had to get out of there. But nobody saw me puke. I learned that just like a year ago or two years ago. Uh, the Athletic did an article about yeah. stories mm-hmm. about me before 
uh, anybody else knew about me. The Athletic did this article. And one of the people they talked to was Dor, Ryan Dorchester, who was the equipment manager for West Virginia at the time. It was his house. And he was having the party. And I was either freshman or sophomore. I forget. I was like going over the party. He told this story to the athletic or whatever. And in there, he said he's the first and only human we've ever seen handle it or whatever. I had to call him afterwards and be like, hey, I I don't need you to continue to tell the story. Because it's like, I projectile vomited all of that directly across the street immediately afterwards. So it's quite a scene. But you're right. That is what football is. Drinking from a fire hose. We got Thursday night football is going to be awesome. You see that Ohio fuck Herb Street last night calling NFL games? I'm happy for him, Bob. I, mean, I, love, I love your terms of endearment. Those are absolutely amazing. I mean, it's <laughs> He's a Centerville Elk. He's an AJ alum. AJ played on Kirk Herbstreet Field growing up in high school. Man. Oh, AJ also knocked Kirk Herbstreet out of contact football. Good Whenever kid. there was an alumni yeah. game, he won helmet to his jaw. And Herbstreet, as a thirty-year-old, took the helmet off for the last time. Yep. yep. I've never. I can't believe I've never heard that story, AJ. Herbstreet I mean, told the story on here. Point. Oh, really? Yeah. He came on. He was like, "Hey, did your guy here ever tell you about the alumni game in Centerville?" And we we're like. Alumni game. Excited to hear this because you work out with the Ohio State team. You're 39 years old. There's an alumni game in Centerville, Ohio, which is like one of the most Ohio places of all time, where guys that graduated high school already put on full fucking pads yeah. and play against the high school team. I had no idea this happened. This is Ohio's the best. Not anymore. They don't do it anymore. Because you yeah, ended you killed it. Yeah. So he speared with his uh, Rydell, obviously. Kirk Herbstreet, jaw here, sideways as he was coming through. Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk, Kirk's running a triple option. He's my responsibility. And first off, I think he stayed in the game, actually. I don't know if he left. No, he no, took his helmet yeah, off, yeah. took his pads off, and they nah. stopped the game. He's pissed. It, Never put him on this again. Leads, Maybe later that night, he decided to, to hang him up. No, it was like a joint practice. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this, General Bob. Joint practice is always a fight. Every single time. I don't know how often it happened when you were playing. I think we were a part of it one time when I was in the league. Now it's just like a very common occurrence. You're hearing a lot of players come out and be like, this is just a setup for a fight. That's all this is. Kyle Long tweeted, joint practices should be outlawed. Other guys are like, it is not. Cam Hayward put out a tweet that was like, oh, it's just a two-hour, you're ready for a fight, basically, to take place. Players hate it. Coaches and evaluators love it. This Aaron Donald shit is obviously making massive waves because they want him suspended actual games for a preseason practice action, even though there's been 20 fights in the last 10 days. Are we going to judge them the same as what has happened before? What are your thoughts on joint practices, and do you ever see one just going like kumbaya? I do not, as somebody that's watched a lot of practices from the front row. So first of all, we covered a lot of ground right there. Before we move on, um, you know, AJ, Centerville is the only place where they're actually running a triple option in an alumni game. This isn't like seven-on-seven seven running the spread. I mean, it's like Wes Kane. And AJ, I saw him and his dad, he put that beer on top. And he'd have AJ just fire that pigskin off and knock the beer right off Boy, his head like varsity yeah. blues. Wes Kane in Centerville might be the same place. As with the joint practices, like you were saying, Pat, I mean, those things are a mess. We had a joint practice with – when I was in Dallas, my second or third year with the Denver Broncos. And we got Wade Phillips there. So, you know, like we're with Denver's offense, Dallas defense with Broncos offense over there, or, and, or Broncos defense, and they're moving back and forth. And so you hear commotion on the other field. So we look over, and I'd watch Flozo Adams, and I, I told this story because no one could believe the Miles Garrett situation last year, or two years ago. And like I watched Flozo Adams tear off Jarvis Moss's helmet and literally pull off and then just straight up reverse, boom, smoke him on the top of the head with it. I mean, massive fight ensues. Last play of the practice, split up. 
we're going with our own team. Broncos are going with their team. That stuff happens every year because, like you said, guys are fighting for their jobs. They're fighting for their lives. And don't think for a second the guard that's blocking Aaron Donald doesn't think, hey, this is a chance for me to make the team. If I can block this dude and I can wear him out a little bit, he's the best defensive lineman possibly ever. It's going to help my case to make the team. And that's why the coaches like it, man. I mean, they can control it. This isn't like a game where people are subbing in and out. This is good on good situation over and over again. And you're doing it for multiple days. That's the other thing. Like, you don't play the same team the same the next day in a row so you can harbor all those feelings and think about how the dude beat you in one-on-ones or this guy oh, shoved you later. Oh, in film. Bob, say in yes. film, too, with the highlight, the the – the laser pointer. Oh, look what Aaron Donald did to you today. Like, just, oh. hey, you want to make the team? Want to be a starter? Can't put this on film. And then the next day, it's immediately, Bob. Immediately. Oh, it's terrible. That's the thing the coaches don't fight. Dan said it. We don't want you to fight. We'll kick you out. And Parcells would say, if you broke your hand, I'm giving you a non-football injury because you're punching a helmet. <laughs> you're getting kicked out. You're getting fined 15 grand. But the coaches, the same coach that tells you not to fight, will also sit there and, like, run back the last like half second of a play when a guy the whistle's blown and the dude's pushing you and, and it's like you're gonna let him treat you like that like you gonna back down and then it's like well, what do you want me to do you want to push the guy late and then start a full-on melee afterwards like it, the coaches love it the players it's the worst two days you're ever gonna have but they they love the evaluation it's probably safer than preseason but the fact that you would talk about suspending here you have people now, and this is what I call like the outrage crowd. Someone's like, go. what does that oh, mean on go. Twitter? I go, I go, you know why? You guys are outraged. I go, it's people that are outraged about something that doesn't impact you when the people that are playing don't care about it. I never, players are coming out saying we should eliminate you know, maybe the joint practices, but I didn't hear one, per, one player saying who's currently in the NFL – Aaron Donald's a terrible dude. He should be kicked out of the league. He should be suspended. That's everybody else who doesn't play football anymore. So why why is it their job to tell the guys that are playing what is safe and acceptable? Here's a, here's the newsflash. You guys know this. The NFL is not a normal workplace environment. There is no normal workplace conduct. The things that coaches tell you, they would HR would. There is no HR department in the NFL. You can't go and cry and say the coach called me X, Y, and Z and embarrassed me in front of the team. They made me weigh in in front of other guys and told me I was a fat ass and I was overweight <laughs> and I needed to quit eating so much at night. Like, you can't say that in the real world. That's everything that happens. And you know why it happens? Because you got to be tough to play it and you got to be a dude. Yeah. And that's the last bastion of dudeness we have in the United States. Oh, geez. I mean, then you just <laughs> – so you took that all the way. The last bastion of dudes in the United States is the NFL? Well, outside of the military. College football in the NFL, yeah, outside of the military. Yeah. That's where we're at. I mean, that, that, that doesn't cool. even count. Those people, are, they're real. They're real folks. Like, I'm talking about like UFC, combative sports is really all we got left, where you can't be offended by someone saying something and calling you a name and, like, I don't feel good about that anymore. Hey, General, you know what another thing that I thought of immediately upon everybody saying he should be suspended for what he did in that practice? I'm like, okay, well, going forward, I'd like every player to negotiate their contracts off of shit they did in practice. You know what I mean? Like if it's only exactly. gonna, if it's only going to be the bad stuff, like all right, well, let's also make it the good stuff too. Yeah. Like I kicked a seventy-five yard field goal yesterday. Hey Chuck, I'm gonna need some fucking kicker pay, pal. Mm. Like I just don't the precedent of what you start practice like that is kind of self. 
maintained, whatever the case. Hey, everybody's smarter than everybody, Bob. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way it goes. Go ahead, Ty Schmidt. General, you mentioned Centerville, and uh, you also mentioned you know MCDC's kind of wanting you to, to coach again. And I know you're coaching your son with AJ. Isn't your dad like one of the biggest legends in like high school football coaching in Ohio? Are, yes. are, are we talking the next couple years here? You're going to maybe take that mantle and, I don't know, yeah. turn into like Gary Gaines or something in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> so he, May he, he rest did, in peace. He just I know he did just May retire last year. My dad, my dad did. So he had been at his all, our alma mater for the last twenty three years. Um, Congrats! That's one of the things. Congrats, oh, coach. There you go, Admiral Carpenter. He, co- Admiral. he comes back and watches he, our kids and does all that. Now he's full time grandfather. But he literally one of the speeches he would give as he's telling guys going into your like camp your senior year. It was like directed to seniors. Like, listen, you guys have. You know, two weeks of two-a-days, three weeks of two-a-days, a couple scrimmages, ten games, assuming you stay healthy. The things you can do on a football field will get you thrown in prison after this point in your life. You can no longer do those things. It's called assault then at that point, gentlemen. So make sure that you appreciate Jesse. what you're doing. We're going to make you tough. We're going to make you hard. You can go do all these things. But, yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of the methodology that we preached because we were very similar to Centerville. We lined up. We ran the wing tee. We were just going to try to pound you there for 60 minutes. Bob, what's it like seeing all this? I love when your dad, the clips pop up. Make oh, you hard. Dad, you're bad. He played. We're going to pound you for 60 minutes a day. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about it. He's gritty. Well, your dad also, his dad coached uh, a North-South All-Star gotcha. game I played in with Bob, who I roomed with Bob as well going into our freshman Hell year yeah. in college. And his dad, very quiet, reserved dude, but gave a le- legit like pregame speech where he got so jacked. Like I, He's awesome, awesome coach, but – Bob, what's it like when you see a little clips of him popping up? But your dad played tailback in the NFL. and was scoring touchdowns for a long time. Patriots. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Thanks to you know social media now, they all tag me on this stuff. You know, big blue, Nate, big blue VCR for the Giants. Some of the old you know, Houston uh, Houston Shout Oilers out. fans. Shout out, and it's, it's cool, VCR. man, because my kids, my kids just Skate know my my dad is like grandpa. Like this, you know, he's a 65, 67 year old dude now. And they see him, he's got, you know, a little limp, he needs his knee replaced, and he won't listen to me about it. So he's just trying to fight through life with it. But they get to watch that, and they watch Grandpa run around and, you know, rush for a buck 61 against the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs and, like, have the rushing record there, which I think he still has, you know, for a playoff game. And, and get to see that cool stuff and listening to John Madden, the late, great John Madden and Pat Summerall, like, comment about, you know, his toughness, his grittiness, played in the playoff game, his ankle's all jacked up. He's, like, crawling back to the huddle, like – that's the stuff that I'm glad they get to see because that's something that I kind of would hear stories about, you know, from Parcells and dudes that played with, you know, through coaching that had played with them. And so it's a it's a pretty surreal feeling. And that's the stuff when I get around AJ, AJ's kids, I try to tell them that because I always say my, the coolest things I ever got to hear were from my dad's former teammates telling me how tough he was and how good he was. And so anytime I'm around my former teammates, you know, I always make sure I tell their kids, like, hey, how good your dad was and what he was all about. That's awesome. That's very nice of you. You're a good man, General. You saved Big Ten football, and we'll never, ever forget it. Have a fantastic weekend, and make sure you pay Apple on time, Bob. Yeah. Hey, the good news is, man, it's like anything else, Pat. All that stuff's set up automatically. I don't even know what I pay for anything anymore. All I know, my kids just purchased a million things, and I want to come back as one of them in my next life. All right. Well, I hope you get to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, General Bob Carpenter. Yeah, boy. Thank you, General. 
is all the way back. We got four games. AJ, you're more than a second behind there. You can't blame your clock. You can only blame your willing to participate in this program. <laughs> to my left, your right, AJ Hawk, who is a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, Ooh. Toxic Table, Hat Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Also, one half of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys, Tone Diggs. Tone, how are we gambling? What are we thinking? You gave me an entire Excel spreadsheet. I think we should run through these real quick before our guest okay. joins us because he is wrapping up his MMA practice right now. So, tonight, Bills and Panthers. Bills aren't going to play anybody. Panthers are playing starters at least into the second quarter. That's why this We were lied to, right? I think it was – I don't know if that was a good sign. Was, was Shanahan like, I don't want to see – I don't want to show any more of what Trey looks like right now. We don't want to ruin his confidence. We get him out of the ball game. I think what Shanahan was talking about was the offensive line not being anywhere near good enough. Kind of. Yeah, that's how well. people were construing his words. I forget what he said, but that's what everybody was saying he was saying. But nonetheless, Trey Lance still got a lot of room to grow. Let's assume he's going to be able to pull it off. We were lied to. Yes. Um, and Dougie. Yeah, yeah. Dougie. Dougie. Dog. Seahawks and Cowboys. Uh, Drew Locke's going to play three quarters. I think Gino's going to start. Cowboys don't ever play starters, so that's why it's a seven-point spread there for the Seahawks. Chargers and New Orleans. Chargers have never played starters. New Orleans, we don't know. And New England and Vegas, not a lot of uh, news coming out of that one either. They've had joint practices this week. Are you guys well. fighting over there? Uh, no, no real fights. And I do assume they'll play starters just because Bill and McDaniels are probably on the same page as far as uh, game plans going, like the blitz and all that Like shit. first quarter? Yeah, that was a problem before. Yeah, first quarter, probably maybe even just the first half of the first quarter. Got it. Couple drives, couple series. Yeah. Saturday, Jags, Falcons, Rams, Bengals, Eagles, Dolphins, Bears, Browns, Cards, Titans, Bucks, Colts. We'll be at that game. Tom Brady will be taking on Matt Ryan. Jim Mersey tweeted that last night. That should be fun for at least a quarter. Oh, Who yeah. knows how long that'll yeah, be? In Vikings, Broncos. Any intel on those games, Diggs? The only one I think where uh, starters are two of them where we're both starters are going to go is the Bears and the Browns. Starters are going Bears Brown. Yep. And then Bucks and Colts. The other ones, it doesn't look like starters are going to go really. And Sunday, Giants at the Jets. Oh, battle in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lions at the Steelers. What do you think there? Uh, Steelers starters are going first half. Uh, so are the Lions, but they're not playing golf. So, you know, lean. Uh, so Trubisky's playing first half. Mm -hmm. That's what they said. And then Kenny Pickett gets third quarter, and then Mason Rudolph Probably. gets fourth. Uh, Lions are not playing golf, but they're playing everybody else. Yep. Is Jamal Williams playing? I Probably. So. Oh, yeah. Can we bet on him getting 200 yards? Probably. I think. Well, and who knows if Goff walks into MCDC's office and says, hey, look, I'm, I'm fucking playing. Well, Goff, MCDC actually said, there's Don't nothing matter. the quarterback can say, man. Not yep. happening. Not happening, man. Won't have him out there. We're paying him $30 million. We're going to wait till we got to fucking really pay him. Man. Christ, I forgot about that. What? He's getting paid $30 million. I completely forgot about What's that. What's your problem? TJ Lane said yesterday. Yeah, a long term answer. It's a good what are you talking about? Dude? My God. <laughs> Jesus. Going right. Going right. Yeah, he's been to a Super Bowl. He tied Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, true. He did set the single season record for the Lions in accuracy. So people were saying, yes. you know, was Stafford that good in Detroit? Or There's no? some other storylines. Let's bounce around a little bit. The top 20 players in the NFL have been released, but it is not in order. So the top 20 is comprised of these men right here uh, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald. 
if he plays this year. Get him yeah. off yeah. right yeah. now. Miles yeah. Garrett, Derrick Henry, Tyree Kill, J.C. Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Shaquille Leonard. Atta baby. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Micah Parsons, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Rodgers, Debo Samuel, Jonathan Taylor, T.J. Right. And Trent Williams. I guess they will debut the actual list Sunday, 8 p.m. Ooh, for the top 20 of the NFL. Voted on by the players, I think, yeah. and coaches or something like that. Uh, quite an honor for those guys. No matter how good you are, it always feels good uh, for your, your peers to vote you into the top of your class. Don't you think, AJ? Absolutely. That's all people care about. It's like, what do? How does your team feel about you? What do you? What do your peers think? Are you accountable to them? That's all that matters, really. Yes, getting voted captain by your teammates is worth a lot more than getting voted to an all-pro by some media person that doesn't know what they're talking about. This being by the players for the players, I assume even though these guys have accomplished a lot, most of them are incredibly wealthy already. Seeing that their names made the top twenty for yet another year was a moment in which they said, "That's pretty fucking cool." Mm-hmm. Same with their family. Same with everybody around them. AJ. Absolutely. I just want to know who's going to be number one. Oh, he's going to be number five, I want to say. Because he's top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. You know what I mean? That's a big deal. Because you can be top 20. Oh, that's cool. Not better than top five. No way. What one of those losers is going to drift down to 18 or 19 (laughs) in the NFL? Who will be judged worse than who? Well, I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald has been number one, like maybe the last two years. But after yesterday, are we sure he might be 20? Kick him out. He's out of the 100. Please. He's not in my hundreds. Bad example for kids. Never again. Yeah. I'm going to read some of these tweets. (laughs) He assaulted (laughs) I would like to read some of these tweets. People legit mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to kill a guy. I mean, hear the story Bob told about Flozell Adams. uh, Anyone knows Flozell? He was a giant. Turns out Lyle Collins also uh, ripped off uh, Michael Floyd's helmet and threw it at him as well. Yeah. And Lyle Collins was at the center of all of them. Are we taking him off the tour? No, he plays for the Bengals. Can't do it. Well, I think he should probably spend a week one at least. Lyle College. All right, here we go. Maybe. Uh, um. It's like what they do on Jimmy Fallon, right? No, no, this is Camel. Mean tweets. I can't remember Pat ever taking so many L's before. (laughs) Definitely a double standard on this take, says Joey Wolf. So many. Joey Wolf, obviously a man who's a father, and uh, this is him right here, this fucking guy. I would smack you so hard in the fucking mouth if we were playing football (laughs) together, Joey Wolf. You hear me? But but if we're in real life, I can't do that because there's a separation between football in real life, Mm -hmm. in game, in practice, in preseason, says Joey Wolf, who would just get absolutely smacked around. The Rams should suspend him. That's not how you want a leader of your team acting. Doesn't matter if it's preseason or not, says Michael Lawrence. This guy, this guy, he seemed to have a pretty similar look, these people. A lot of Ohioans, I do believe, Mm -hmm. this guy. This guy, get him. Yeah, these are a lot of Ohioans. Bengals and Miles Garrett, right? That is, Mm -hmm. that is, this is all of Ohio rallying behind this it is awesome uh does it matter if it's in practice or prime time people wanted miles out of the league and in prison for swinging a helmet safety is key no matter where it happens pat says tony who god damn it digs it wasn't me. tony dogs no it's tony right here tony's ready to fucking go i mean tony's no problem at all right there tony um let's <laughs> see let's see who else um I did enjoy one where they said, uh, oh, I get it. Got a shill for the big market. Now you got NFL rights. Yeah, of course. We give a fuck about the Rams. <laughs> I, I, I do not give a fuck about the Rams. Even nope. more so after yesterday, uh, which is off-air stuff. It, 
Not because of what Aaron Donald did. No, no. No, because... Different situation. Anyways, Jack Hawk here, not to be confused with Mike. <laughs> You're right. Suspension isn't enough. He needs to be thrown under the jail, especially for th weeks three and ten. Oh, sounds like... And he's he, got a... Uh, he's got a bulla thing is his so it's that, hard to, okay oh, this guy's on it. our side yeah, yeah this guy's it. kidding yeah. he's yeah, joking, around. joking around yeah i'm taking a lot of heat right now man a lot of ohioans have learned what twitter is and have gotten very <laughs> pissed off about aaron donald swinging the helmet let's talk to a man who had to play against aaron donald on a very regular basis mm -hmm. man is from the same city as aaron donald in pittsburgh and a man who might have a little bit more intel than we have on players fighting oh. each other because that's what he did for a living he assaulted people for a living for a long time he got paid to go to college well he got a full scholarship Scholarship to college to assault people oh, every Christ. single day of his life. In high school, he made it into a fucking Hall of Fame for assaulting people. <laughs> AQ Shipley. AQ. AQ, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? How's MMA practice? <laughs> Hey, I, I love this thing. I think I like this better than I like football. Oh, you in there rolling around, tapping out, whoa, 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 doing a little getting skin on skin. You feel like you're back in the action? Hey, look at this, man. I went, when I get obsessed with something, I go all in. I bought every fucking pad known to man. <laughs> you got a gi yet? No, I didn't get a gi yet. I think, I think that's next. I'm going to start learning how to roll around. Just so, and you tell us as much as you want to tell us. Yeah. You you went into a man's basement today and did full fight practice before you came on this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I did. I, I met a couple guys that were. Uh, All right, Khabib. Couple couple that were professional fighters, and uh, they asked me if I wanted to start hitting mitts with them, and I started hitting mitts with them, and I, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I bought the same fucking bike that we do for training over there, so I can get extra here. I bought gloves. I got the fucking pads. I'm about to put my kids into fucking BJJ practice. Like, I'm all in right now. How are you allowed to do this? But they said, like, your neck would break if you did football again. Well, I'm not taking shots. I'm just hitting mitts. So you're just like, you're like a mark for this fight club. You get to go into this fight club down there. and you're That was good Oh, that was good elbow. That was good elbow. See the elbow high? Wow. I wouldn't take you on. No. Thanks. Thanks. Are you punching people down there? Because motherfuckers need to be arrested for that. No, nah, no punching. It's just it's just hitting mitts and getting your heart rate up to 180 and laying on the ground, feeling like you're going to fucking die forever. Um, oh, yeah. There's some clips of AJ training as well. Yeah. And I, was, I was wondering if... If you had ever done any of these... Pretty high-level stuff. <laughs> yeah. AJ, AJ, you're a big MMA guy, right? Don't you do some of this training? Nope. I was a fan of MMA. I still am a fan of MMA. <laughs> I think the same thing. AQ's kind of on the side. You're hitting mitts while they're rolling, and then in between periods, you're doing your thing. How's it go? Uh, there's, so there's a heavy bag. There's like an uppercut bag. Um, two guys are holding mitts, so you kind of just work this little rotation. There's no on-the-ground stuff for this stuff. I think they do that some other time, but... I'm not ready for that. I don't think. I honestly don't think I can. Not with do your that. neck. Yeah, your neck. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. They they so. made me tap out six times in one minute before all those guys. I went and did it one time. It was a bad decision. I regretted it immediately. Oh. I had double arm bar. I broke both my arms. I tap out. I tried to tap out. I do it with my foot. Couldn't do it because I couldn't move my arms. <laughs> I got a lot of res I got a lot of respect for these guys because this shit's the hardest thing I've ever fucking done. Uh, we couldn't find a video of this particular drill, but oh. did you do any of this? Did you do any of the side kicking with somebody Ooh. holding the back? Have you gotten to the legs yet or just mitts? So we did, uh, they had the tie pads today, so they were holding off to the side, and you had to 
kind of rotate hip knees, yeah, yeah exactly Body are you shots? getting stars yeah. for every class you go to and how many people are in the class it's it's a it's different every week it's funny there's like i think there's like eight or ten guys on the group chat sometimes they're six sometimes they're four guys are all like pretty successful people so it's like i'm just trying to rub elbows no no you're not trying to rub you're trying to throw yeah elbows trying to throw high elbows (laughs) what hey do you hear about this aaron donald stuff i'm getting attacked right now for saying what are we even talking about for this guy getting suspended in the regular season for a preseason practice helmet throw now it was obviously alarming it's obviously not something you would like to become a habit or to happen but these joint practices are basically a setup for a melee every single time what are your takes and thoughts on people saying they should be suspended Aaron Donald should be suspended forever, AQ. I think they should go to uh, training camp and watch a training camp practice because there's 16 fights of fucking practice. And then now you're going to mix another team in. There's going to be 16 more fights, right? Like that's that's just ultimately what happens. I mean, it's obviously you, in the heat of the moment, you don't want to see somebody grab a helmet and try and fucking clock you in the head with a, with a helmet. Probably not. The best decision he ever made, I would I would have to say that, but you do see fights consistently in training camp practices, and then whenever it's joint practices, it's even elevated. Yeah, I concur. Go ahead, AJ. Do you think these do you think joint practices will be something that they like take a look at and say, Hey, we may never do this again? Well, I think they're starting to get to that point, right? Like, I mean, I think it's starting to you're starting to get more and more fights. I think these coaches think it's a great idea because now that's a way to get work in and not have to maybe risk as much injury in a game. So now you can get that full speed work against another team. But now if it becomes, you know, detrimental to everybody, right? Because now you're starting to have to worry about all these fights. You're seeing two or three fights almost every joint practice. These players fucking hate it. Like, let's be honest. They fucking yes. hate it. You hated it as a player. I hate it as a player. Like, you got MCDC say, all right, we're going to get this thing. I can't wait for these next two days a week. Every player in their mind is like, God, fuck. Yeah. Two more days of this shit. You yeah, know, like nobody, nobody wants it. Yeah, no players want it. Coaches and evaluators want it, though, for everything you said. You get an eyes on two rosters as opposed to one, and you own all the film. So normally you only get to see, like, game tape, and if you have a relationship with somebody, you can see a guy who's maybe your 56th person on your roster, but on another team he might be 51 or 52. So there's a difference between being cut, making a team, and maybe you're missing a spot. Now you're seeing an entire another roster of 80, 85, 90 people. Not everybody's going to make a team. Like, I see why it's beneficial from an evaluator standpoint i see why coaches enjoy because you can get exposed in those situations a little bit different from somebody else's team as opposed to your own team but i haven't heard one single player that's like let's do joint practice <laughs> not not a right not a one and i think the nfl will have to look at it, especially and maybe that's why aaron donald did it yeah been. maybe aaron maybe. donald in that cincinnati Dumb. Bengals guy after a really polite first practice mm-hmm. second day they said hey, we got to do some real shit or we'll have to do this every single year. We ain't doing this anymore. And they're like, what's some real shit? And uh, the Bengals guy was like, oh, you should Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph. Perfect. <laughs> all right, all right. That's why I'll leave it unstrapped a little bit mm-hmm. and I'll tell you when. And then you fucking swing that thing. Hard. It'll become such a backlash that everybody will be like, no more of these joint practices. Hey, Q, what do you think about that? You think maybe that's what happened? Hmm. I mean, if that was orchestrated, that's maybe the greatest thing that I've ever heard in my life, right? I mean, like, that would be... Statue. Yes. That would be that would be an all time plan, you know. But no, I, mean, I don't think it happened. I think again, it's it's heat of the moment stuff and shit. You know, shit happens, especially in those joint things now, and especially with Aaron. Like that's what you got to understand, right? Like every single game that guy's played for the last seven years, right? 
he's playing the three technique on the outside. The center is sliding to him, and he's taking two shots every time, right? So now you amplify this in practice, and it's like, hey, like, where the fuck's 99? Okay, we're going to slide to him. And now all practice long, he's working the outside shoulder of the guard, and that center's coming and getting a shot. He's coming and getting a shot. Coming and getting a shot. Eventually it's going to piss him off. You hit him in the back. You hit him in the side. Maybe now he's pissed. He's hot. It's in the middle of wherever they practice, Louisville, Kentucky, Cincinnati. I don't know where they're at. And he's like, man, what? he's like, forget this shit. I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking swinging now. Exactly. Well, you know, Aaron does that move where he grabs somebody's mm-hmm. face, and you can tell that he's making eye contact with him, and he's telling him, he's probably done to you. I don't know. But he's telling him, I think, like, hey, this is not the fucking, this is not what you want to do with your life right now. And then if it escalates, you can see how he goes, well, that's fucking mine. Yep. <laughs> Miles Garrett did that, and boom! Now, he did hit somebody else with a helmet on with the helmet. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if he maybe took, like, Kevin Huber's helmet, Smart, yeah. the punter's helmet off, and went in and hit an offensive lineman. But there's people calling for him to be suspended forever at this point. Six games hey, is precedent. Yeah. Somebody got a nice shot on him at the end, though. I will say, he did a... He took a little spill at the end. I don't know who got a nice little push on him at the end. It was pretty nice to see. You had to play against him a lot. He's the guy, huh? He is the guy. Why is he the guy? He's he's so talented. I mean, he's he's. I don't know. I mean, he's maybe, a dog, too, though, right? He's a dog too. Like that's the thing. He's from Pittsburgh, obviously. He's really good, man. I mean, there's no other. There, I mean, he's when it's all said and done, he might be the best defensive lineman ever to play the game, right? I think people are probably putting him in that category already. He's just so good at keeping his feet moving. He has a motor. He, you, you sit there and it's every coach is like, oh, get your hands on him, get your hands on him. Fucking gee, you lose right now when you're trying to get your hands on him. It's a fucking wrap. Quarterback's down, <laughs> right? So, like, it's, it's it's one of them things where you almost don't want to get your hands on. You want to kind of make him make a move and then hope to hold on and balls out, right? Like it's it's one of those things because he's so good at winning right now at the line of scrimmage. He does such a good job flipping his hips either way, no matter what. You overset him a, a tick. He's inside now. The center's short. And he works back this side. It's it, it's it's incredible what he does. When you watch his film, it's it's impressive to break down. I'd say, and you got to play against him. You did well. I think I've seen some clips of that whole thing, but that's not what you you want your leader to do. No, uh-uh. that's not what you want your leader mm. or your team to do. You know, that's what uh, Mike from Ohio said. Sure. Mm-hmm. he's an embarrassment to the Rams. <clears throat> this yeah. guy. That's what I was told. You know, Aaron Donald, the guy that fucking won a Super Bowl for him, mm-hmm. literally on the last play. He's the best player of all time. Best player. That's the of the year. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want as a leader, that guy, getting that fired up for a fucking joint practice that doesn't mean a fucking thing on whether or not Aaron Donald's going to have success this year. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, another, that's another added element to this, that he is invested enough in this practice to care enough to get into a fight like that, as opposed to just being like, yeah, this is a Fuck fucking it. waste of time The right fact now. that he's out there is a big yes. deal. The fact that he's even practicing is huge, let alone he's this invested. You're right. Like, he cares that much. When we, we're, people are talking about him retiring and the guy, like, he's that passionate. Like, this... You could turn this into a very positive thing for them. No, it is. It's not, not what you want. Can't do that. AQ, that's not what you want out of the leaders. So. Oh no! Should I, should I be doing that? That's what should, I was. Should. My comment. Let's read mm. one. <laughs> let's read. Uh, let's read another one. Um, um, this should be a segment where you zoom in on all these. Yeah, you see, I was. I was watching. That was pretty good. Um, so he shouldn't be held accountable for endangering the safety of another team's players, says Max Powers. This guy fucking cares, dude. <laughs> Looks like me in a fucking helmet. What did they do to him, though? Do we? What, did seven guys jump him before? We don't know. Um, yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to know the play leading up to that. I really yeah. would. I assume there was new, not just one play, right? That's a, yeah, a couple. 
That's a full. You you breaking down how the center is like. Okay, 99 to the right here. So I'm gonna snap this, and I'm gonna put my helmet right into his ribs, right into his yeah. ribs here, while he's getting work in the preseason with uh, the guard right there at the time. I'm telling you, and this is a legitimate statement. I'm t- going into Rams week. Almost every team in the league like installs a new protection. They'll just literally call it. Go to 99. <laughs> Find him. Oh, he's over there. Perfect. We're going that way. Back go the other way. Oh, he's over there. We're going that way. That's what like uh, they've done a nice job of trying. Like when Staley went there, they they started doing a nice job. When Wade was there, Wade ran his scheme, his system, and you know obviously Wade's a legend, right? But he ran he stuck with his scheme like a lot of great coaches do. Their scheme works. They stick with it, right? So they would put ninety nine to the three technique, and as AJ knows, right, in four two scheme, typically the Mike linebackers two to three tech, right? So you could always end up sliding to ninety nine. When Staley went there, they would start going a lot more five down stuff or putting the mic opposite ninety nine. So now you have to make a decision. Do we slide to the fucking mic or do we go to ninety nine? And now teams started saying, Fuck it, we're just gonna go to ninety nine and then now they start running all these blitzes the other way and getting you blitzing on the back and they got guys that can rush the passer who are who are blitzing the back. So I mean, it ends up being such Bobby a Wagner, yeah. Bobby Wagner. Then what you just broke down is Bobby Wagner just signed with them Super Bowl fucking MVP almost. Yeah, or was he? I don't remember. No, if he had a touchdown. Whatever the case, Bobby Wagner just signed there, and that's now the game that you guys are going to have to play on the offensive lineman, I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be such a you know, and they always put Floyd opposite him, mm-hmm. so you got. Him, you got Donald here, you got Floyd over there, you got the mic to this side, you probably put Jalen somewhere else. So it's like, pick your poison, you're fucked either way. Well, don't put a helmet inside Aaron Donald no, a few times, no, especially if dead. you're from fucking Ohio. That's right. Okay, he's still a Pittsburgh dude. That's mm-hmm. the way it's going to go. Ty, your question for AQ? AQ, the Packers uh, recently moved Bakhtiari off the PUP, and now it's kind of been like uh, he's feeling better, but they don't know when he's going to play. When you're coming off like a major injury like that, how do you temper wanting to get back in there but also knowing that you don't feel right? And obviously he's the only guy who will know, but like, when do you expect him to kind of like actually have his feet back under him, so to speak, completely? Yeah, it's a good question. So when I came off my ACL, you know, I, I played my first game a little over a year after it happened. And, you know, adrenaline can do amazing things. So when you get in those games, some things can really change. But I will say that, like, it did not feel 100% normal until in that 18-month mark, which I think he's probably past that point at this point. So at, at his stage, it just has to become a comfort level. It has to just be getting reps again, trusting it, doing all that things. It's such a – that injury is more psychological than it is anything else. And, you know, I know he's had a couple setbacks and stuff like that, but I think once he once he trusts it and gets rolling again, I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah. Have you told those people in your little fight club that, you know, for the rest of your life, you and me with that neck thing, I just give you one little hip toss, you're probably in a wheelchair forever. So, like, you have to – have you told him that? Have you told him that or no? No, I haven't told him that. That that has never come up. I actually. Huh. That's one of my favorite moments in the history of maybe my friendship with anybody is because it was such a devastating blow to you. You go into the meeting, right? I don't think you were expecting to hear the news at all that you were hearing. Kind of out of nowhere. Hey, yeah, by the way, never going to be able to play football again. You've committed your entire. It's like, God damn, Doc, can we have slowed down maybe in that? And it kind of, and it took you, you know, and I got an opportunity to chat with you that day. Very lucky to talk to you that day. And I was trying to figure out how, how do we get a little positivity out of this thing at the end, you know? And it's a true statement. I still stand by to this day. I want to let you know that. On a golf course, you fucking get a little sideways or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just know that you're one. Ha-pah! 
mile yeah. away from us just wheeling you out of there, right? Is that how it works? It. I don't know science enough. Is that it? I think it's something like that. It, it's like ironic that like the doc was like, hey, uh, you know, for the next six weeks, let's try not to get into a car accident. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And ironically, five weeks later, what? It's like three days before the Super Bowl. I come to a stop, coming up to an exit. I'm looking in the rearview mirror. This girl's staring at her phone. <laughs> Rear ends me doing 45 miles an hour. Luckily, like, I see, I'm watching the whole thing in real time. I fucking cut the wheel to the right, take my foot off the brake, and just off to the side. I got rear-ended doing, like, 45, 50 miles an hour. Jesus. Almost Jeez. took you out. She has no idea. She almost took you out. She almost yeah. really changed everything. What What it was your, what happened to you? What was it? She was probably driving with two feet. She probably was. Technical term was, uh... You know, bruise to the spinal cord and stenosis of the neck, which is like a narrowing of the spinal column. So over time, just doing what we do, right, like the spinal column starts to narrow, narrow, narrow. And then if you take the right hit, now that cord hits that column. It's a lot closer. There's not as much space as a normal person. So that's kind of what happened. I got lucky. I got lucky as hell. Can it get better or no? I think the, most doctors have said that bruise is going to be there forever. Um, so really? just stay away from that. Yeah. Mm. Was that when that happened? Was that the first time you ever dealt with any kind of neck issue? Don't try me. <laughs> so in 2013, with the Ravens, uh, actually playing playing the Bengals in Baltimore, downhill running a belly, um, downhill collision with Vontez Perfect, and kind of had something similar. It wasn't as long. It wasn't as drastic and uh just kind of shut down neck down for not as long of a period this one scared the shit out of me because this one was like 35 40 seconds long god i'm happy you're okay Jeez. thanks guys i'm happy you're hitting mitts in some guy's basement these days oh yeah vastly they still got to let them know do they know about your neck they know yeah everybody knows yeah we're, trust me there's nothing coming back it's just all <laughs> honestly by the end of it i look like i look like the most out of shape person by the end of it i'm sitting there just it's impossible. Those workouts are impossible. Did you see me at SummerSlam, pal? I look like the most out-of-shape person in a lot of situations. Yeah. Go ahead, Boston Connor. Yeah, Coach, uh, for offensive linemen and people that might think, you know, you're just going to show up and just block whoever's in front of you, how hard is it to learn a new scheme? I mean, you just mentioned putting in a whole new set when you're playing Aaron Donald, but for a team like the Patriots where maybe, you know, they're changing their entire offense, how hard is like it to change your terminology and to learn a completely different offense? versus the year before yeah that's a great question i think for people that say this um especially when you're going to a new scheme something where you've really never been in before terminology's different uh, guys that have been there forever now they got little code word lingos it takes some time it takes some time even if you have been there and haven't been working with the same guys right like you're the backup guard now all of a sudden you're 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 thrown into the starting lineup, well, the left guard and the left tackle might have a completely different language. They might have their own language of communicating. The left guard and the center had their own. Now you come in and all, all you know is what you've been taught by the book, and they've kind of created – everything evolves into its own little world, right? So it's such a different world when you get thrown into that situation. You, you're mid-August or late-August. You get thrown into a new team. First, you got to learn the playbook and learn the playbook. Now, on top of that, now you got to learn the little things that, you know, the center comes up with or the left tackle comes up with, the different communication. So 
to that point, then beyond that, you got to learn how that center wants you to step. You got to learn how that left tackle wants you to step for your deuce blocks or whatever it may be. It, it could take a long time. And so anybody that thinks it's like as easy as just like, oh, these guys just run into fucking people. Not right. Well, that's because all you offensive linemen judge and shame other offensive linemen who try to talk about what you guys do. That's your own fucking fault. Shame. Who's doing that? For the everybody. history of time. Yeah. Everybody forever. They're just judging other offensive linemen? Well, yeah, because if offensive linemen, it's like the Navy SEALs. Like, if the Navy SEALs come out and tell stories about what they did, all the other Navy SEALs are like, that ain't what we do. Offensive linemen, like, we ain't talking. Like, hey, what are you, mm-hmm. this guy's on, like, people get fined for being on camera. It's like, well, I think the world deserves to know a little bit more about the offensive line yeah, play. Yeah, I think, I think so. the world needs to know a little bit more about the offensive line play. And since we do believe that, and we stand firmly in that belief, we'd like to make an announcement. Ooh. This upcoming NFL season. A.Q. Shipley will be live in studio once a week. Yeah. 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 Let's, Let's go. go. Hey, listen, I don't know if Fired you... Fired up. Hey, I hope you survive your little fight clubs. You know, yeah. I hope you get a chance to do that. It'll be great to have you in the Thunderdome. I can't wait to hear your brain spill on the film and spill into the conversation. It's good for all offensive linemen when an offensive lineman starts speaking for them. I think I got a chance to do that for punters and kickers. You, Stink, many others who are TJ Lang, incredible offensive lineman personalities. We're lucky to have. We can't wait to see you, pal. Fired up, boys. I can't wait to shine the light on the big boys up front and uh, give them the do credit that they all deserve. That's right. We'll bring some tie pads, too, for you to God damn right. yeah. get a couple the knees. Show in. us the ropes. Yeah, yeah, do a couple kicks like this. Have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Stay away from car crashes. We'll see you this fall, pal. <laughs> Appreciate you, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, MMA fighter, A.Q. Shipley. A.Q. <laughs> I asked him, you know, I'm like, hey, want to make the uh, announcement today or whatever? He's like, sure, sounds good. Oh, I got MMA practice still. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. I could not take it serious. And I did a lot of follow-up off-air what it was. It sounds like a great thing. He's enjoying it. It's got to give him a routine. Yeah, With some high-level guys, it sounds like, too, right? A routine, mm-hmm. a schedule. Yeah, I think he's learning a lot. Like it, locker this, room. Yeah, this is perfect for what a retired player needs. I wish it was in more places. Now, he should be telling these people, though, hey, you know. Be careful. I'm going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the road. Uh, got Detroit. Detroit Rock City. Hell yeah. Jesus. Good so luck. where is it there? Where do they play basketball? That's a great question. The Little Palace? Caesars Arena, I assume. Little Presented Caesar. by Rocket Mortgage. Yep. Sure. Not Papa John's Arena. No. no. No, they had to get rid of that. Is that what it was? No way. It was always Little Caesars. It was always Little Caesars. LCA. It's a pizza. Is that what they yeah. said? Pizza, pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Piece of pizza. You got it first though. Yeah. It's a pizza. pizza it's a pizza. pizza, I guess. Come on. What's your problem? It stinks. Little Caesars? What? Yeah, it's trash. Nick There's no bad Little pizza. Caesars. There is bad pizza. Oh, oh, you didn't have the pizza that the Colts <laughs> gave us at the fucking suite last week. There is bad pizza. Uh-huh. There is. I don't know. Bad pizza is still better than nope. average other stuff. Nope. This pizza Pizza's we got, uh-huh. I mean, it is. I mean, if they put a bunch of toppings on it, maybe. Old that's, no. that's how they ruin it. it. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese still looked grated. Yeah, it was great. It melt. <laughs> oh, was it like a fancy, like a fancy oh, flat? No, 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 opposite. Nope. It was using oh. somebody else's box too. I think they're running a little uh, well, well liquor into uh, 
you know, Patron bottle yeah. situation. Papa John's threw this pizza out, and the Colts said, okay, we'll use it for our sweets. Thank God those wings were so delicious, you know, that I, they saw me eating. Because if I was to rely on that pizza we got at halftime, I think we would all starve. Yes. I'm not sure there's a single sweet that eats a single... Maybe there's not a person in any of those suites that eats more than one slice. No way. Are we running it back with that pizza? Yeah, we're it again. Because actually, <laughs> this is like downsize me. When I downsizing, 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 supersize me. I didn't think that movie could be as bad as it was, so I watched it again. Three hours, watched it again. No way this movie sucks this bad. I must have got a misread on it. It did. Sure. Mm -hmm. We're doing that with the pizza. Okay. We must have got a bad pizza. Yeah, I don't know. There's a couple things that were bad in that suite. So <laughs> what else? What are you talking about? Connor's a Patriots fan. We got to remember that going into the Colts suites. Uh, there was an eight-year-old apple rind inside one of the cup holders. Okay? That's what else. That was honestly <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I think somebody, what, working on the field probably walked oh, by, yeah. dropped that thing in there. Someone what who was, the was movie constructing the goddamn stadium. Downsize me? Downsizing. 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 It's with Matt Damon. It oh. is awful. I don't think I've heard of that. Okay. Well, there's a reason. Yeah. I watched it because I like Matt Damon. Sure. Yeah, Martian. Come on. Is this part of the crypto commercial? Well, as they've been saying forever, <laughs> fortune favors the smarts. The brave. Whatever the fuck he said, yeah. That's not what they said, Matt. What's no, that? that's not the term. Clown. Or the expression. And by Whoa. the way, how's crypto doing? People are getting sued, man. Well, the NFL is launching NFTs today. They mm -hmm. are. Genius. I saw them marketing that last night. Pat Mahomes, right? And OBJ. Mm -hmm. I looked, Wait, so, at, I looked yeah. at my wife during it. I'm like, I didn't know these were still a thing. These are no. still a thing? NFTs are still a thing? Wow. Are they? Who would no. know? No, they're not. Uh, Mark's like Bill, I assume, have bought <laughs> all these today. So, Bill. <laughs> Those bored apes. I mean... Some that were sold for 50K, 100K are down to like five grand. Bill, Bill, get out of coding, dude. Yep. Well, for real, because the NFL coding. was doing it. I saw it. I'm like, well, Last I guess night. they've been building it for a while, so they couldn't. It probably, as they were in the process, like, oh, this is not good. I'll roll it out. Fucking roll it. We spent way too much time on this. Yeah. yeah. NFT still a thing or no? Like like the NFL thing, is that, that going to, you think, last? Yeah, the NFL all day and then the NBA Top Shot are still going because people see, you know, there's new stuff coming out and there's limited amounts. Uh, I think, like, the art world in NFTs has really cooled off. I mean, NFTs in general have really, like, the value of them has really dived down. Crash. But there's still, like, a market for the NFL all day and the NBA top shot. Okay. Is it going to go back up eventually, though, like a stock or what? Uh, I mean, people assume so, but there's people hey, Bill, who say against it, too. Bill, you have a uh, you have a quota. Nope. You have a bag of uh, $250,000. Go buy all these NFL things. There right, we go. Just Don't. like the Zion, though. Zion did go down, our Zion moment. But, you know, hey, great well, season coming. Great season coming. Yeah, and that was because of Zion, not because of the card. No, it was because of the Pelicans. They wouldn't fucking put him in a goddamn game. True, but because he wasn't playing. If he comes back, has a great year, which he should. All signs are Who's buying them? Me? No, but well, already got a max deal, right? It, it feels yeah. Wow, with did. incentives. It was the weirdest max deal of all time. Yeah. Who's buying these? And what's it look like when you buy it? What does it look like on your phone? So whenever you, you buy it, you like buy Gary a, V's buying all these today. Well, yeah, he's like making you, his own. You buy a pack, and it comes with how many ever randomized cards, and like you have a certain chance of getting the legendary ones that are more valuable, and they're like who lower says event. they're more valuable though? So there's only like five of them printed, mm -hmm. as opposed to like three hundred of them yeah, printed. Yeah, but can I not just screenshot it 
No, because then you don't you don't have the ability to sell it because you don't own the rights yeah. to that number four. Oh, so there's like a, there's like a uh, like a yeah. code or it's something. like a serial. So yeah, there's a serial number. Yeah. Yeah. You know how Ultimate Team works at all with like the video games? Because in video games, <laughs> absolutely no. not. So in video games, in <laughs> Ultimate Team, which is where you build your own team, you buy packs of cards, and in those cards, sometimes you get like a gold value player. So like you have an Ultimate Team player, so does AJ. But you can and use that player to yeah. play the game. How'd they put me in there? I believe you have one. No, AJ, I do not. AJ no, definitely does. AJ last year, I remember people tweeting this. It's like the gold version of AJ. So his best year, all of his best stats, that's like what the gold version of a top shot card is because there's only like four or five. So who controls who starts the NFTs then? Like the NFL NFTs, are the, the NFL owns them right does now? Does the a- AJ Ultimate Team guy play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do no, these no. NFTs play? Like, is Brett Favre for $41,000 no. going out and slinging a touchdown in your house? There no. is, uh, like, fantasy leagues that you play with your card. So, like, you'll have, you know, you have a Joe Burrow moment, you get Joe Burrow in that fantasy league. Okay. Are That's we, are we let Bryant Gumbel and say, what is this thing called the internet? Is that what we're doing here? Yes. No. no. Yes, no. that is us, AJ. Back if, in the day, the, the clip from, like, for $41,000, Brett Favre will fucking come and throw me a touchdown in my backyard. <laughs> I will bid on that son of a bitch sure. every day of the week. 41000 ain't going to get it done. That's where it's at right now. That thing's going up to 100 Okay, I'll Probably. do 100 For Brett in Wranglers, come toss you a fucking football? No, I want him in full pads. Two hey, hours. Bill. Is Bill still there? <laughs> yes, sir. What about, do people lose these like they do, like Bitcoin or whatever, and you can never get them again? Uh, there are, like, phishing scams out there to where you click a link, it signs them into your account, and they just drain that oh. shit. All right. Weapons. Those it's all going to work out. <laughs> NFTs matter. Let's remember that. They, they do. They will. Yeah. The future of trading cards. Absolutely. Gary Vee's all in on them, so if Gary's in on them, he's ahead of the game, I'm going to be in on them. Thibodeau's True. in on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's why he almost didn't. Cave on. There's a Dougie Mills for $37. Is Ty going to VCon next year? That's it. Get Dougie Mills. We would like Dougie Mills. Get Dougie Mills. What does this do? Do we get into anything because we buy this? Or we just have this on a somewhere? That stuff's like the metaverse. I don't think it's anything like that. No. This is just like, hey, you got a futuristic playing card that might be worth a lot of money someday, like the old playing cards. We're the worst. All right. We're the worst. (laughs) This is, (laughs) we're an internet football show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An internet. Football things happened, mm-hmm. and we have no idea what it is. Well, that's for the internet football marks, so, though. You know, we're more about the game. You're right. That's why I can't suspend Aaron Donald. It's fucking practice. Bingo. That's right. And also, there is now photos surfacing of somebody for the Lyle. Cincinnati Bengals wielding a uh, Rams helmet as well. So, remember, all you Bengals fans are showing up in my mentions. Let's keep that same energy. Uh-huh. Let's keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that offensive line you guys just brought in. Bingo. Or you just say, it's a joint practice of training camp. Boys are going to fight. Yeah, that's right. Understandable. That's just going to happen. Let's move on. All right, I'm out of here. See you guys. Have an incredible weekend of preseason football. AJ, you're the best. Take them home. Let's do a giveaway one on the other side of this. Hell okay. yeah. Let's do a good giveaway. You got it. All okay. right, see you guys all. Goodbye. Have a great weekend. I love you. Uh, Poochella is tomorrow. Oh, see yeah. you all there. Goodbye.